This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we're getting blue as we review James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water. Plus, James Gunn dropping bombshells as he begins to reboot the DC Cinematic Universe. Director Patty Jenkins says she did not walk away from Wonder Woman 3. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse drops its first trailer and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, December 19th, 2022. You know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom, the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Hello, listener. What is up? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we bring you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, he's not blue or eight foot tall, but he is 100% computer generated and powered (laughs) by AI. It's Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? Yes, I'm all of James Cameron's uh, skills have come together to create me the ultimate uh, puppet. I, I don't know if the listener realizes this whole time we've just been feeding lines into the respeech or algorithm and uh, producing rug boy. He's not real. Doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm sure no one's disappointed by that. <laughs> Only he in was our fake this whole time. That's right. He's made of chimps. What? Uh, he's no rug boy is tangible. He's real. And he's made of felt. That's I'm sticking to that. Yes. You can feel me. Yes. Feel him <laughs> up. Put your hand in his slack hole. I guarantee you'll have a good time. Anyways, we got a lot of news and reviews to do this episode. It's going to be fun. Let's dive in right now. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Yeah, uh, craziness over at Warner Brothers Discovery with James Gunn running DC Studios continues this week. More bombshells being dropped. We talked about it preemptively last week uh, with the Wonder Woman story. Anthony, give us the big yes. headline this week. What the fuck happened here? Well, it sounds like Henry Cavill is not returning as Superman. Oh, shit. James Gunn is now in the midst of writing his own Superman oh, movie, shit. and it will be played by a different character because they are focusing on a younger Superman. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That is big news, and yeah, the fans were, were definitely going nuts in wow. one direction or the other. Mostly a lot of outcry. Sounds like, uh, although they did say that Henry Cavill could return as some other character in DC, which is would be kind of odd. Who but, gives a shit about that? <laughs> Who cares yeah, about people, are, uh, people have very a strong passion about this. Mm, well, I don't know. I just feel like, what is the purpose of this? Right? It's the idea is that we're gonna, they're going to wipe the slate clean, right? right. Like Start we talked over. about last week. So if they wipe the slate clean and, and James Gunn even takes out his own stuff, like, you know, Peacemaker right. and, and a Suicide Squad and, and starts all fresh, and then he makes this first movie, and it's just mediocre. 
People are going to fucking tear. This will not have a chance. If he does not exceed expectations on that first film that they had to sacrifice everything that they already liked for. Cause I think Anthony's argument was, well, you know, they don't make these big billion dollar movies. So if this movie doesn't make billion dollars, <laughs> he's going to get destroyed. That's just what's going to happen. People are going to chop his head off. What's interesting is we don't know his plan yet. I guess he's pitching. They're pitching him and Saffron are pitching to Zaslav this week. But this is kind of the first piece. But it sounds like he's doing what both you guys said last week. Anthony, you were like, cut it off. Start fresh. Rugs, you said you need to start with a solid Superman movie. It sounds like they're doing both things. More details about this is that the the Superman movie will feature a younger Superman just uh, just starting out in Metropolis. And maybe he already knows Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, but it's he's like a cub reporter. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. But man, yeah, the Snyder fans uh, came out in full force. It, they had Fire James Gunn trending. Yes, hashtag Fire James Gunn was trending. Uh, and he even commented saying, you know, this we're not going to bend to this outrage. Uh, they knew they were going to ruffle some feathers. Obviously, but he called it a disrespectful outcry from the fans. He's very vocal on Twitter. So his Twitter has been amazing because he's just answering things left and right, debunking things. Now, the, let's think about this from Henry Cavill's point of view. This I feel like Cavill was kind of used by both Dwayne Johnson and the studio a little bit as a pawn in some kind of power struggle. Because just two months ago, if you'll remember... In October, Dwayne got the go-ahead to add the Superman cameo to the end of Black Adam, and Henry Cavill posted on Instagram, I'm back as Superman, and then he had to post last week, uh, I'm sorry, I'm out. I was like, what the fuck? The fuck? Do you know about the the relationship between um, The Rock and Cavill, though? No. So, uh, The Rock's ex-wife is his agent. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. So there might be some, there might be some other things at work here. Uh, maybe she was just like, Hey, I, I got this client and you ne- need to get him back into the Superman game. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? But like, that's a weird coincidence, don't you think? Well, what's interesting is when The Rock was able to s- swing around his dick and yep. get Henry Cavill back. I think one of the reasons he was able to do that is there was kind of a power vacuum at the top with DC and they didn't really, they were in the midst of this transition, obviously, as we're seeing it right now and they didn't know what they were doing. So I think they took a swing with the rock was like, let me try to get Henry Cavill. I try to do something for the fans. Also try to boost my franchise here, potentially make a Superman versus black Adam movie. They did that, but, you know, James Gunn wasn't hired yet. Now James Gunn is hired, and he wants to do his own thing. It, you're right. It was the uh, the it was uh, Michael DeLuca and Pan Abdi who were in the co chiefs of Warner Brothers. They made this deal, and apparently, the Man of Steel sequel is going to feature Brainiac as the villain. But very quickly, you know, we talked last week about them cutting loose with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman three. Um, I he has said I feel like he's going to cut everyone. And maybe his own people. Uh, yeah, but you're reading that you're, you're going to read that quote. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. What's the, what was that quote? He, but he, he, well, well, he, so first what's, what's kind of nice about Gunn is he's very vocal on Twitter. So he'll shoot shit down. Very transparent. Really, really quickly. And basically someone was commenting that he's going to keep, he's going to recast everyone except Peacemaker and the, the Suicide Squad characters. And like, how can you do that? They've interacted with other characters in DC. And he responded, I keep seeing posts with this untrue theory. We're not recasting everyone except the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the quote. Uh, but I feel like I saw another rumor that maybe Gal Gadot's also cut. I, when this happened, I was like, "He's gonna fucking fire everybody." I think he's he's gonna clean slate and recast everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, or but who do you like? I don't think it's necessary. I don't really think it's necessary to do any of this because you don't need to fire the actors that are working in the part because you're changing universes. Like you can do an alternate universe, like a reset where the universe is different and the actor is the same. That's what I would have done was just done. That's kind of what Marvel's doing with Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Yeah, Yeah. they they pulled it off and I would have still used Cavill. I think you still piss off the Snyder fans, but you put them in a completely different, colorful, hopeful fucking Superman movie. Like imagine like, okay, they re uh, the Flashpoint series ends. Yeah. It it fades to white and boom, now you got this whole new universe. And you see Superman, it's Henry Cavill, but this time he's a different haircut, yeah. a different costume. It's cloth this time, you know, and, and the feel is different. Like the universe that he's in is like a, a, a completely different feel. And you're like, oh, this is like Superman, but different Superman, not the one that we watch in Man of Steel. That absolutely could have done they that. Done that. I think that would have worked, but I feel like they're going to keep like they may keep Momoa, like they said, for a different role. Bring back Cavill in a different role. It's confusing. But we'll see. I mean, he, he's supposed to reveal his plan right next month. Some, no, some, soon. I, I thought it was yeah. this week. It's possibly next week. I think we're going to hear uh, things. You thought it was soon. last week. I thought, too. It, yeah, no. I, last week they said this week. And now this week they say next week. That's what I keep saying. So it's imminent any day now. But this right. is this is the I mean, this is part of the plan. And if it, it launches with this, he's I like that he's starting with the Superman movie. Um, but yeah, there's going to be more outrage before everything settles down. But I think he could just ride it out. It's not like he said in his quote, like we've been, there's been worse things said to us and said about us. It's not like this is the first time. I mean, he was fucking fired from Disney for bullshit and been rehired. Right. He's he knows how to handle uh, the social media trolls. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I'm curious how it plays out. Uh, in the meantime, don't worry about Henry Cavill, because I heard for the Black Adam cameo. And the Flash cameo for that's probably cut now, he got paid $250,000 for each cameo. So he's fine. He left The Witcher. We thought for this. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but he, they have announced that he is going to be in a Warhammer for, what is it, 40000 How do you say this? It's a video game. Warhammer 40000 adaptation for Amazon. Uh, Rugs, what do you know about the Warhammer? What is this? Uh, as far as I know, I don't know that much about it because it's um it's a tabletop game from what I know, like Dungeons and Dragons oh, and shit. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but not like Dungeons and Dragons per se, but it's its own thing. And uh, yeah, it's like a tabletop game. I don't know what the rules are. You, there's dice involved, and you paint a lot of miniatures. That's all I know <laughs> about Warhammer. But uh, he must be a fan of this shit because he seemed to be like um one of the reasons that um. It got contentious on the set of The Witcher is that he's a fan of this shit. Yeah. And he was pushing The Witcher. The Witcher was going in a different direction than he wanted, and he wanted it to stick to the lore 
And he kept on, you know, bashing heads with the people who were in creative. And I think that's one of the reasons he left besides obviously having a chance to be Superman. So he's a nerd. He's into this shit. He is a big nerd. Yes. So, um, yeah. Like, yeah, I believe he's into like Dungeons and Dragons and role playing. And I think Warhammer is like, uh, I believe it's like steampunk or something, right? No, it's like uh, it's uh, maybe there's big uh, lots of armor and oversized shoulder pads, and it's a little bit like The Witcher, maybe. I don't know. It's old, and a lot of people have played it. I know it's very looking popular. Looking at some stuff, there's like wizards in it. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, it's like a Lord of the Rings, like but more st- but more edgy. I don't know. Yeah, but there's there's tanks and shit. Oh, oh, there are tanks. Yeah, and there's shit. tanks. There's guns. Okay. Oh man, this could be kind of fun then. So uh, War Warhammer Forty Thousand, I believe, is the futuristic version of. Yeah, it's like basically like there's tanks, there's guns, there's 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 still wizards and shit, but there's like this other techie version. What about him as a, a Bond? He is uh, he's thirty nine. I don't think that's too old for a James Bond. Hmm. Uh, he would. That's make, the right age. Yeah, sure, I think not? he'd make a pretty fucking dope Bond. He has an accent. It's perfect. He's pretty yeah. big. He is big, but Daniel Craig was pretty fucking big. He'd, he's more like Barry Bonds. He's like <laughs> roids. Look at you, a sports reference. Yeah, look at that. Wow. <laughs> right on the money, though. That was good. <laughs> fucking that dude was Cog Diesel. I feel yeah. bad. Does that? I mean, I guess I don't feel bad considering he just got paid five hundred thousand dollars. But I kind of feel bad for him and his emotions and kind of them playing around with with this possibility and then him having to just tell his fans, yeah, it's not happening. Like that sucks, but. I mean, look, he is a leading man. You know, he's a good, uh, in the top, I would say in the top five, like big guys out there that are, that are like getting roles, like with Chris Hemsworth and shit like that. Like the rock is like the rock. <laughs> there's Chris Hemsworth and there's him. You know, there's yeah. no other really. And then there's Jason Momoa. Is mm-hmm. it? Those are the big dudes. Like big so, as in big jacked. Yeah. Like they're the bigger like guys who are like kind of like jacked and kind of really hyper masculine, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's one of those guys. So he's always going to have work because there's not that many out there that are really like, uh, leading man material. So yeah, he, he's got a lot of options. He's going to be fine. Would have been nice to give him another shot at Superman, but whatever. Uh, they've also in this article, they have been talking to Ben Affleck to return to direct movies. Not right. necessarily as Batman, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, but he was supposed to do it a long time ago. He never did it. No, he didn't. He was they they, they give. He, him I think hold. he was going through some like depression though, right when that happened, right? Oh, you think so? Now he's ready to do that shit. He's ready for this. I, shit. I like him as a director. Yeah, if they can get him on as a director, but I don't think that's a bad idea. I liked the uh, what was it? The town he did to, to direct the town. I be, uh, I think so. The oh, no, he directed yeah. Argo, and I liked Argo. Yeah, he did that. He did the town. He did the other one. Um, he didn't do the accountant that he was in that. No, he did something with something about baby. Uh, gone, baby, gone. That's oh, it. Yeah. yeah. The town, Argo, and then live by night. Life by night. Something had a baby. In. The last movie he directed was in 2016, and he's been working on a couple of things. So Air Jordan. He's working on a movie called Air Jordan. That's weird. Uh, no, he's not a bad director, and I think his style would be very good. Uh, with this new DCEU, whatever they're doing. But I can't wait to find out more of their plans. Listener, if you are excited about this news or you're mad, let us know. Join our Facebook group. You can join the conversation. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. 
Dragon Nerd. There is a link in the, in the description. It is a closed exclusive group just for us, just for you, listener. Uh, and then follow up from last week we, where we talked about Wonder Woman 3 not moving forward because allegedly the story being Patty Jenkins, they turned in a treatment. They didn't like the treatment. They're like, we don't like this. Give it another shot. And she's like, no, this is my movie. I'm walking. Well, she came out and said, "That's I did not walk away. Uh, I'm open to doing whatever they want me to do. And it sounds like it's just maybe a little bit of PR damage control because if she are, you are open, then what happened? They asked you. So what do you think is the real story that you got anything else? And you're like, uh, I'm open, but you didn't give him anything else. But what if, what if the story is that James Gunn's like, no, we're starting over. So nothing you can do. It's possible. They, they may not be even going forward with Gal Gadot and right, clearing the slate. So, and she says it, in her thing, she says there was nothing I could do. So uh, I don't know who is hmm. telling the truth, but both sides have said everything yeah, was, some, was pleasant. Nothing makes sense. No, no. And that's bad. Uh, DC Studio says it was pleasant and professional. And, you know, James Gunn didn't have anything bad to say about her. But uh, it's weird. It's weird. Well, she I'm reading this right now. She has a very long thing yeah. about like Rogue Squadron and, and Wonder Woman. Basically saying, yeah, she, you know, what you said about Wonder Woman, but also that she's still kind of working on Rogue Squadron, but she doesn't know if it will happen. Yeah, apparently that's still in the works. So, right. uh, but that that that's also suspicious why it's been delayed so long. Um, all the Star Wars movies are a mess over there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what the deal is with Patty Jenkins. I'm not too sad though about her leaving the honest after one where when eighty was nine eighty four eighty four. I mean, 84. I feel like that first movie may have been a little bit of a fluke of things coming together. Seeing the second movie, but yeah, let's get some. Let's get some fresh things on. Let's get some fresh people on this. It'll be weird, though. I mean, if they do recast Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, that'll be strange. Um, even for me, stranger than than Henry Cavill as Superman. The thing about Wonder Woman is that it took so long to make Wonder Woman. Yeah. It took forever. And um, it's just weird that they're like, ah, we're just going to start over again. <laughs> you know, and say, say what you will about the Snyder side of things, the Snyderverse. He did do a good job at casting these characters, I the would costume, say. The costume, the casting. The costumes are always top-notch. The tone of it was all great. Like, all of them were perfect for their roles. The to- Yes, the tone of it was great. He just, I don't know. He was just focused on evil Superman, and that was not a good idea. I just wanted to make things dark for dark's sake. Like, you can't, you can't have one Superman movie and then go right to him being evil. <laughs> But even in the like, one Superman, he's got to be established for uh, be as doing great good things for a while, then make him evil. Yeah, but then you the, don't even establish him correctly to begin with. You got you give him a, a Pa Kent who's like, you know what? Don't tell anybody you got powers. <laughs> don't save anyone. Yeah, and oh, there's a tornado coming. You could save me, but you know what? Don't. But because- that's the thing that scares me about James Gunn is that his one Superman movie that he did with his brother was Brightburns about. Superman being a complete fucking maniac. Yeah, but if that's like an Elseworlds fantasy tale, maybe he has, you know, a real Superman story in him. Would you rather like J.J. Abrams pitched one? You know, but like even the way he did, even the way that story like unfolded yeah. was terrible. Yeah. I, that yeah. wasn't done well at all. Did he write that one? I think he just produced that one. I don't know how much he had. Still. To yeah. Written by Brian and Mark Gunn. I guess that's his, maybe his brothers. His brothers, yeah. And he produced and he it produced with someone it. else. Yeah. 
I mean, if there's any writers that you can yell at and tell them to it fit shit, it's brother. your brothers. Yeah, it should be your brothers. You should be like, no, this blows. Cousin. Cousin. Yeah, they're cousins. Oh, they're cousins. What's up? Yeah. Even, even better. Yeah. Hey, cuz, can I make a Superman movie? Sure. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait and see. I think, I, lo- I mean, I like the idea of doing this younger Superman in Metropolis early years where you don't have to do I'm the still origin. of the mindset, uh, just cut it all off. Start fresh. You're going to take, you're going to take a lot of heat, but if you can. Yeah, but the pressure's on. Look how, look how, look, he's got to make a billion dollar movie. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, there's a lot of pressure on him, but you know what? He was, he know he knew that coming in. I, I think he, yeah, I don't know. I think he cuts 50 to 70% of the people, but uh, the, the pressure and the fucking backlash, like just for this one thing was this much. Uh, he's going to have to go through this several more times. If he like, will see it. We don't it, even when, know what his plan is. Yeah. Like, how, when does it pan out when you have this kind of embattled beginning? Like, when does that pan out? When do they vindicate themselves? By putting like, out a good that movie. Happen? I don't know. Does that happen? Has that ever happened? It's such a unique situation because it's just a big, it's a big franchise that had a lot of failed movies and successful movies, and now he's been brought in to write the ship. I don't know if there's ever been a, a situation like this. No, I mean we've literally been talking since this podcast started the whole time about uh, DC is a mess. When are they going to get the shit together? It's been fucking thirteen years or whatever. They really haven't figured anything out. Uh, so I don't know. I just feel like when you have, when you start out this embattled, you know, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's got, it definitely has an uphill battle. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think we get more news. Was was it some motherfuckers like to ice skate uphill? Yeah. That's that's the thing. Some motherfuckers (laughs) are always trying to ice skate uphill. That's right. That's right. That's right, Blade. He says it best. And with that, let's move on. We have a, a quick trailer I want to discuss. It is the first trailer for Sony's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse movie, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, and boy, are there a lot of spider people in this. Give me all the spider people. Geek boner. Uh, Anthony, what did you think of this? I thought it was a well-cut trailer. Even though there's the spider people, it really focuses on Miles and his relationship with his mom. Yeah. And her, her, you know, she gives a speech throughout the trailer of, of him. What is it like? Not forgetting, like who can protect him and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, it, they're trying to pull at the heartstrings. So with that, I thought it was a, a, a very well done trailer because the first intro of the Spider Verse also had that you know that emotional pull to it. And I think as long as the movie has that that core of of the character and you giving a shit about the character, I think it'll be do well. So I think this trailer was, it was a nice little trailer to, to kind of showcase that they're still going down that path. Yeah. It's gorgeous to look at. You got spider Gwen returning and Peter B Parker. Uh, but then it looks like all the spider people are chasing them. And Miguel O'Hara's spider, Spider-Man 2099, just taking the beat down on miles rugs. What'd you think of uh, the look and the animation of all this? Well, I feel like it's okay. I'm already used to it. It's kind of like uh, taking the next step forward from the last one. So, yeah, everything looks like it should. It feels like a little bit more, um, I don't know, a flat? Is that the way? To, 
Because uh, I think M- Miles is like in this black costume with like no shading at all. Yeah, in the, some parts. That, and that's like the where the Spider Man twenty nine ninety nine is. It seems very flat. There's a lot. Yeah, of, that is flat. There's a lot of different animation styles going on in this. That might be the case. Yeah. Yep. That's what it looks like. I'm watching as we speak, and it is. You're right. It does come like from three D to flat, but I think it's in. He's in a like a flatter universe He's in a flat like. universe. I mean, that's or in between yeah. universes yeah. or something. I don't yeah. know. I can't really, I don't really know what's going on. I mean, that opening shot of him just looking at the skyline is like gorgeously rendered. And I love that style, but that I love all the crazy styles. Uh, do you guys catch any of the spider people in this? There's a lots of Easter eggs to lots of different I, I spider saw people. Jessica drew. Yes. Uh, I guess is that what Jessica Drew is? That is Issa Rae is playing Jessica Drew, Spider Spider Woman. Okay, with the goggles there, uh, and uh, you see you see Paper Bag Spider Man for a second. Remember Paper Bag Spider Man? Oh yeah, from the comics, from that one issue where he uh, he got oh it was because he had just gotten rid of the Venom symbiote at the Fantastic Four Baxter Building. It was one of the first times they shot it off with a sonic cannon and then he had to go home, but he didn't have any clothes because the thing provided his clothes and his costume. So he's wearing a fantastic four outfit and he puts and then Johnny uh, puts a gives him a paper bag to wear over his head. So he's literally climbing around fantastic four costume with paper bag over his head. I'll always remember that. But you see the the (laughs) spider, uh, the the Spider-Man from the video game with the white spider. Uh, You see a lot of different versions like. Uh, the May Parker Spider-Man. There's a cop Spider-Man. There's a werewolf Spider-Man. Uh, I think Superior Spider-Man is in this. I'm uh, I'm ver- I'm there for this. Give me all the Spider-Man. I don't care. I know you hate that everybody has Spider-Man rugs. Yeah, I do hate that. Uh, yeah. But this, I was gonna say this is uh, this is his slots. Yeah, uh, wet dream come to life. Yeah. And- Perhaps Rugs' nightmare come the to life. The only saving grace is I love <laughs> Spider-Man 2099 because. Yeah. I love Rick Leonardi. His artwork is some of my favorite uh, artwork of, especially with Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, 2099 was such a badass Spider-Man. Like he had like fangs and he had a uh, claws. Yeah. Like, and he was like fucking strong and he, he was just fucking crazy. He was like the, he was the most badass Spider-Man. His costume was badass. I love that fucking shit. And it was like, that was a great kind of addition to like a legacy character because it's so far in the future. It's kind of different. It did no damage. It does no damage to the original Spider-Man and it's just as fucking cool in its own way. And it's still Spider-Man. Like it was brilliant. Well, yeah, like, like Peter Parker could have lived his whole entire life out and not been disturbed by 2099 Spider-Man. Not only that, but like he is influenced by Spider-Man because he, he's it's he's a legend yeah. in his time. So he was, a, of course, when he gets spider powers, he's going to be Spider-Man. Well, yeah, and then like Spider-Man is part of their history, and there's the you know the yeah. lineage coming down, so you could tie that in. Uh, but uh, great, that's a great character. I'm super geek geek, geek for, for yeah. this coming out. This movie is a, a pretty hype movie. I mean, it's coming off Spider-Man into the Spider Verse, which people consider some people consider the best Spider-Man movie ever. Yep. It's definitely a classic. I mean, it won. It's the first Disney non non Disney Pixar film to win Best Animated Feature, and a lot yeah. of people thought that year it should have been nominated for Best Picture. So, you know, and it, and it was financially successful. So now this is a sequel to that. So it's got to be financially successful and a critically acclaimed movie. I mean, they did a great job of introducing you to the multiverse without it feeling too crazy and overstuffed or complicated. It 
just worked well, gorgeous to watch, beautiful animation, shit I'd never seen before. So June uh, of next year, June 2nd. Well, the Japanese Spider-Man will be in this. So that's what I'm really excited about. That's also awesome. Yeah, there's a lot. There's every (laughs) Spider-Man. Is the mech going to be in there? The what uh that well Leopardin he, Leopardin he's was the big the mech right yeah he's got the big robot that Spider Man rides Spider Sp- Punk will be in this too Spider Punk yeah Spider I'm reading it right now Spider Punk Spy- Japanese Spider Man Peter Parker from the Spider Man Insomniac video games yep Pavit Prabhakar Imran's cousin Spider Man Spider Man yeah Ben Riley Scarlet Spider Otto Octavius Superior Spider Man yeah. Spider Monkey. Maybell Ray, Riley, Lady Spider, and Peter Parker, Spider-Man from the Marvel Manga Universe. There's also Peter Parker, Spider-Man from the 1999 series. So no Julia Carpenter, no. Uh, I mean, those no, those silk. are all. That's I'm all. I'm sure those will all show up too. But Sony, just, these are just ones though on, Wiki, in, on the Wikipedia. Sony is using mm. those characters and other things, so I wonder if they're like, don't touch these. But yeah, the remember that Spider-Man Unlimited series with the re, it was a really weird that Spider-Man's in here from the late 90s. Counter Earth Spider Man. Oh my God, that one was strange. <laughs> uh, there's a Spider Monkey. Yeah, this could be amazing. Give me all the fucking <laughs> Spider Man. In a related, you got one guy that's like, "This is gonna be awesome." The other guy's like, "Oh my, oh God. my God, damn it!" In related weird Sony Spider Man list Spider Man universe news, uh, Sony announced that Donald Glover is going to be starring in a Spider Man spin off movie based on a very obscure villain from the 70s late 70s known as the hypno hustler the fuck? and uh yeah since it's the 70s this character kind of had a giant afro and bell bottoms kind of looked like Jimi hendrix and his power was he could hypnotize people with his guitar it's a musical he's a he's a musician uh and had a guitar and i don't remember he's been in one issue peter parker Spectacular Spider-Man number 24. That sounds like a one-hour special. In 1978. Yeah, you're going to make a whole... The band was uh, called the Mercy Killers, and they would uh, hypnotize people with their music. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he... Donald Glover played... Uh, uh, what? It was Uncle Aaron in uh, Homecoming? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this sounds like another awful idea, but, you know, this is Sony playing around with their Spider-Man toys that they think they can play with and make into something. Well, Don Glover is also a musician, obviously, and I think it says here that's kind of what it got him to the project was the musical aspect. The movie is being written by Eddie Murphy's son, Miles Murphy. Whoa. Yeah, writing Ooh. the script. That's weird. A lot of spider Man, A lot of Spider-related stuff, a lot of Spider-adjacent stuff. A lot of Spider shit all over I wonder over if we're going to ever do the uh, Ari Spider-Man. He's just a guy. <laughs> it's pronounced Spider-Man. Yeah, it's just that old man going, that's pronounced Spitterman. Uh, but we got one last thing in the news before I get there. Listener, check out our T Public shop. Buy yourself a hoodie, a t shirt, a coffee mug with the Jock and Nerd logo. Visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. Jock and Nerd. And get yourself some nice swag and uh, promote the show. Help us promote. Show it around. Okay, last thing in the news last week, we were talking about Titanic, how I rewatched it. By the way, Titanic came out. Exactly 25 years ago today, Monday, December. Wow. My heart will go on. Monday, December 19th, 1997. It was, or December 19th, it was released, 1997. Wasn't a Monday, obviously. But it is 25 years old. Uh, and we talked about how uh, Rose could have made room for Jack on that door so he wouldn't have frozen. Yeah, the door was huge. 
Well, apparently this debate, it's kind of a joke, right? And it's kind of debate. It's been going on for 25 years. James Cameron hates this debate. It's bugged the shit out of him to the point where they he had done a forensic. He has done a forensic. Oh, so study. he's produced his alternative facts to the Mythbusters that they did. <laughs> yes. Where both of those guys, big, those both like uh, middle-aged oh, yeah. dudes yeah. were able to float on a fucking door that size. Oh, they did that? No. Yeah, because what first they tried to do it with just them uh, on there, and you know th- they could get on there, but it was tough to like stay uh, uh, balanced. And then uh, he said, "Wait a minute! Like Rose has a a life preserver jacket, so they took the life preserver jacket and they stuck it underneath the thing, yeah, and then they were completely fine. So she's got a floaty device already to help. Yeah. Okay, so, can- so if they ballast it, there would be no problem." Cameron has said we have done a thorough forensic analysis with a hypothermia expert who reproduced the raft from the movie. They're going to do a little special of it. Comes out in February. But he said we took two stunned people who were the same body mass of Kate and Leo. We put sensors all over them and inside them. And we put them in ice water and we tested to see whether they could have survived through a variety of methods. And the answer was there was no way they both could have survived. Only one could survive. How does that make sense? Don't you have body heat? Uh, I wouldn't you. Wouldn't you double your body heat? I don't know. I don't know yeah, what is the argument? I guess I'd have to watch the special. We're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, to I wait feel like, the special. I feel like this is alternative facts. I feel like that, that this is not true. <laughs> what is he arguing that the both of them couldn't be on the door and they'd have to? I I guess sink into the water. They both of them couldn't survive the hypothermia, and only one I. You know what? We're gonna have to watch the special. Let's all watch it. But he defends it thematically, also saying Jack had to die. It's like a Romeo and Juliet, obviously. Yeah, he has to die. Yes, but like, yeah. My this is what I, James. You want to fucking have no arguments? The door should have been smaller. That's all I'm saying. Just make it a little bit smaller. (laughs) Nobody would have said shit. The door is too big, dude. Yeah. Like you're, pretty- you're usually flawless <laughs> when you fucking think of shit for you to make a fuck up that big, you know, that you deserve any fucking bullshit you get. I think it's- I'm, I'm just surprised he's so, his ego is yes, so sensitive yes. that he's responding to something that doesn't matter. I like think this. it's hilarious that this has been bugging him for 25 like, years. He's looking at the shot. He's like, that door looks big. Like, you know, we should probably get. Can the prop guy just like shave a little bit off this door for like the I shot? You I should have fucking replaced that door. Shit. All right. I'm going to make a bullshit <laughs> forensic study. It's not about the. Yeah, it's just about the door being big. It's not about whether, you know, whatever. Like you should have died. Yeah, you should have died. That's the right way to end the movie. But door was too big. <laughs> door was too big. All right. Let's take a quick break here. We're going to play some promos and then we're going to get blue and we're going to blow ourselves. No, we're going to go underwater. <laughs> And hang out. <laughs> Do you have to play that song? I'm blue. Dabudiba. Oh, oh, not the Dabudiba song. Oh, boy. Are we going to get copyright? Uh, yes, right we will. I'm not playing it, but we'll be talking about the Avatar sequel right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
up, guys? Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. Are you just sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies, music, and TV. Well, guess what? That's me. Please look me up. My name is Gerald, and I am from Two Peas on a Podcast. If you want to subscribe to my countdown show, I have a different co-host every week. It's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment. And we go through our top five favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www.2peasonapod.com. I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun. See you soon. Pardon the interruption. I have some news which I believe you will find most interesting. Would you like to hear the latest in Marvel television, film, video games, and comic books? Or are you looking for some ideas on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day? Well, join Mike and Eric on Mighty Marvel Geeks every Saturday night on Sorcerer Radio and every Sunday on the Weeby Geeks Network for all things Marvel. There is a matter that requires your attention. Mighty Marvel Geeks. Assemble. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Listener, if you enjoy the show, there's a way you can give back to the show. Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. All of it goes back into ensuring we put out a show every week for you and you get stuff like access to an exclusive podcast feed where we had this week instant reactions from myself and Anthony not from rugs for Avatar the way the sequel. What are you trying to say? Uh, <laughs> you just didn't send anything in. It's fine. Yeah, we had two out of the three. Uh, the shows come out early. There's bonus content, post shows, lots of fun stuff. Uh, you can join us on our monthly Discord hangout. Uh, we once a month. This uh, month's hangout is going to be next week, Thursday, December mm. 29th, 8 p.m. And there's a tier where you can force us to pick any movie and review it. It's a tier where it gets you a T-shirt. Lots of fun benefits. Jockinear.com slash Patreon. Check it out today. Okay, let's get blue, everybody. We are talking about uh, Avatar. The Way of the Water is this week's review. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. A sequel to a movie that came out 13 years ago. Of course, and a movie that has been in production. They started making this cast in these kids in 2017. Uh, mm. Which is wild. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, currently holding 78% tomato meter. Mm. Out of 7.1 out of 10. 7.1 out of 10 average rating. 94% audience rating. Okay. Uh, okay. More numbers. The, uh, uh, of course, this is James Cameron makes the most expensive movies in the world. The estimated budget for this thing. Uh, minus the marketing is anywhere between three hundred and fifty to four hundred million dollars. Oh shit! He's been quoted as saying that this needs to make two billion dollars to break even. I don't know if that's hyperbole, but that's what he said. I feel like he's probably right. This thing opens the original movie we talked about last week opened to seventy seven million, but head legs ends up making two point nine billion, highest grossing movie ever. This movie opened domestically a hundred and thirty four million dollars. Uh, so it double almost doubles the first movie, but way below 
lot of projections way below rugs. You got it right. You were the closest. Nice. Uh, it's like maybe six or seven out of the top grocers this year. But right now, worldwide, it's sitting at four hundred and forty one million. Well, look at worldwide. what Top Gun did. It's just going to do the similar. It might yeah. do similar. Top Gun. It was in for a while. Had a lot of word of mouth. Makes it to a billion. Yeah. There's two ways to look at that. There's one. It did do better than Avatar. And if it's like if it's a Top Gun avatar where it has legs you know there's not a lot of movies coming out for a while so it could ride that wave the other way of looking at that is a top gun is very rare yeah. to get that long of a legs yeah and it was kind of disappointing in terms of the box office in terms of projections it made 134 but i think people were like 170 yeah they were thinking it had a chance to be the best of 2022 as far as openings so yeah but those people were wrong <laughs> i mean like i like did we wrong? None of us thought we like we were sitting here doing our fucking, you know, podcast going, no way it's going to make that much. I so thought they it would have made 170. But what do you mean? What are you talking about? Like we all predicted it to be going to make maybe like 150 at the most. Right. Oh, I think I said 170. I don't, oh, you did? I don't remember what I said. Oh, I thought that you we were like just a little bit above me. Maybe. I don't remember yeah. what I say week to week on the show. So that 134 domestic is higher than the Top Gun opening, which was 126. It ties the Batman's opening uh, and is just below Thor, Love and Thunder at one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the legs. Uh, that's really the key on this. At the same time, it's kind of doing what the first movie did, right? Not open big, but we have Christmas a weekend coming up. I think it does. It's going to do great over Christmas. Yeah. And we'll see if he can break even at the $2 billion. We'll answer that question later. Uh, of course, the movie. Written and directed by the James Cameron uh, screenplay. He wrote the screenplay along with Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, uh, returning from the first movie, Sam Worthington as Jake, Zoe Saldana as Natiri, uh, Sigourney Weaver returning as a new character, Kiri, Stephen Lang coming back as Quaritch, uh, and then rejoining Cameron uh, since the, uh, for the first time since Titanic, Kate Winslet. Uh, wow. play yeah, which that's crazy because Kate Winslet made let James Cameron dunk her in a tank in a corset for seven months, and then she agreed to do this, which was more underwater tank shit, right? But she came back; mm -hmm. he wasn't sure she's going to come back. Cliff Curtis also in this movie, and you got Edie Falco actually playing a human, uh, and then the kids, a bunch of new newcomers as the kids, Jamie Flatters. Uh, uh, Britain, Britain Dalton as Loak, Trinity Jolie Bliss as Duke, Jack Champion as Spider, uh, and uh, Giovanni Ribisi is, is kind of in this. You see, quick cameo, uh, and then a bunch of other people. Anyways, that, let's do this this way, Anthony. First part: What happens in Avatar: The Way of Water? Avatar: Way of the Water. This movie is. I would say what fifteen years after the first, 13. at least. Well, thirteen years, but I don't know in canon if it's oh, fifteen. Oh, or yeah, what yeah, a, what yeah, a, yeah, How many yeah, years yeah. it is? It's like it's like ten or eleven years, something like that. Yeah. They, yeah, and the Sullys have had a family. They're up to four kids now, and they've held the the humans. The Sky People are gone, but they've returned. They've returned, and they've returned with a vengeance. And that vengeance is to terraform Earth. Or terraform uh, Pandora because Earth is dying, so they need to tame the wildlife. And the mission of uh, the soldiers that are there are to t 
tame the uh, the the what do you call them the natives? And my the number one mission to do that is they got to kill Jake Sully because he's leading the insurgency. And there is a surprise in terms of who they bring back to try and kill Jake Sully. And it is about Jake Sully debating between protecting his family and also standing up for his people that are now the Navi. And he uh, encounters a new group of Navi to help him do this and help him make his decision. Okay, now, part two, Anthony, what version of this did you watch? What format? How, what was it? 2D. 2D regular screen yeah. or like Dolby or IMAX? No, nothing. No, just regular screen. 2D. Just 2D. Okay. And uh, how was the theater experience? Uh, it was good. I mean, I I, did, I wasn't going to see this in 3D. I didn't want to wear the damn glasses. Um, I have to say, my theater it was a packed theater at 9 p.m. on a Friday night. My theater, I don't know if it was just me, but I definitely talked to another friend during the movie, and we both agreed that the sound was like a little low. Oh, so that made for a weird experience because the like the dialogue and some of the music cues just weren't as boombastic as it normally is for a big budget movie. But um, overall, I mean, it's still it's the type of movie you definitely have to see in a theater. Uh, Rugs, how'd you see this movie? I saw it on the biggest Dolby screen in 3D oh. that I could. Oh, nice. Now, I fucking hate 3D. Yeah. But uh, this experience was fucking great. Wow. I have to say. It was fucking amazing. I have some criticisms, but overall, um, seeing it in 3D on a big screen, I think that you're going to get the most bang for your buck. I, I also agree. I think the be- the best. I saw it in 3D IMAX. I think that's the best way to see this movie. It was a packed theater. People fucking applauded at the end. I heard some people sobbing. It was interesting. Uh, yeah. Anthony, there's the big yeah. question. It's been 13 years. Cameron has devoted the rest of his life to making four of these fucking movies. Does Cameron deliver? What'd you think of the movie? Yeah, I would say in terms of a cinematic experience that can be really only truly appreciated in a movie theater where you're you're going in and you watch something and you go, how the hell is this? Like, how how is this even happening? Yeah. How am I watching something like this? Yeah. And it's, they are creating something that seems so tangible and real, yet it isn't. So in that sense, it is a, a very... Um, immersive experience he succeeds on that front i I would say the story i i I don't know if it's better than the first because i just i I remember seeing the first at least three or four times in theater oh wow and i have no desire to watch this movie again in the movie theater not because it's bad yeah but just because i don't want to sit in the movie theater for another three hours huh uh so i think the wonder of the first one still like you, you can't rec- recreate that wonder, and I know he was doing ocean stuff to try to recreate the wonder. I don't know if it, it hits the note of the first one in terms of just being such an impressive experience. I'm sure it's better in terms of the CGI because it's been a amount of time. Um, I think it being three hours. I don't know if it needed to be three hours. That being and and the per, the like kind of the trick with both of these movies is they're both just really simple stories. Yeah, that are just technically visually amazing so that's like his little trick that he's been doing so far yes so 
overall, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I actually really liked it. I don't know if it's better than the first. I don't know if it needs to be as long. But in terms of creating an experience that feels worth, like it feels like movie magic, he he kills it. This is a, like this is a move. This is a movie that you just go, holy shit! How does this fucking get even get made? How did this happen? I will say I completely gave myself over to this movie, and I was felt immersed and mesmerized, and I was not bored at all in the three hours. And I think what part of what helps that is that you're just staring at just some fucking shit you'd never seen before. I'm just looking at this and getting lost in it. Uh, and I, I disagree. Like the sense of awe and wonder got me in this movie more than the first one. I mean, I felt like I was there. The 3d is very subtle. You kind of forget you're wearing it, but it, the movie stuck with me, right? I want to see it again, but more important than that, the, the thought that keeps running through my head after watching this was, I want to go back there. Like, that's what I keep thinking. Like, not I want to see the movie again. I'm like, I want to go back there. Because it had a very serene, especially the middle of the movie, had a very serene, calming effect. It was kind of like uh, a, a Disneyland ride meets like a nature documentary. Uh, yeah, I, it feels like Nat Geo at some time. Yeah, but it had it, 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 put, it, had a, it put a spell on me a little bit. Rugs, I think he delivered. I think he delivered. Rugs, did Cameron deliver? Oh, without a doubt, did he deliver? He delivered the theater experience. He delivered the experience you can't have sitting on your couch. Yeah, yeah. Even with the TV, great size TV or everything, you uh, that three D experience. Like I almost was like, after I got out of theater, I was like, I could probably see this in four D. 40 oh with <laughs> and the, see like yeah. and yeah because there's a 4d theater in new york over here and where you could sit in the and be in a ride it would be a ride I'm like i'm like the only thing that the only thing that stops me is it's three hours long you know but um i would if this was a two hour movie i'd be already at the 4d to watch it again did you feel the length like did it did it drag for you anywhere uh actually yes because uh i have to say this like that scene that whole scene with the wailing and then after the wailing and uh, where they're trying to take down that ship. Yeah. And that whole sequence, that whole area was fucking like, I blew my load on that. <laughs> like I was just like spent yeah. after that. I was like, I need this. I need to like smoke a cigarette <laughs> and fucking and fucking, you know, you know, I need a towel. Then I'm like, there's still more. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, then they did, then they did like the Titanic where the yes. thing sh- sinks yep. and then like the water's pouring in. I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh, I'm like, you just fucking ended on this great note and then you're keeping it going. So I did feel like it, they didn't need to do that, but I said that in the moment, but then after the whole thing p- plays out, it does resolve very nicely. So even though that it felt like an, an unnecessary addition, to the peril that we all just fucking got past. Cause like they're getting tied to the thing and then the, and it's going down and there's, you know, it was, it was like a lot. So overall, I really was transported to this place. I loved that whole scene because that scene, you had humans and the Navi, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So like I could see, okay, all the Navi scenes or where, where it's just Pandora and all CG. I'm like, okay, like, all right, you have really good fucking, machinery and good tech to pull this off okay cool hats off to you 
But then to do that scene where there's humans in it, yeah. actual real people, uh, like, you know, a fake boat pulling this thing off and making me believe that they're, they're actually in the ocean doing this shit. And it really like having that visceral experience and they're all like interacting with one another. And it doesn't feel fake. Uh, I was like completely impressed by that. I was like over the moon. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm like, wow, this is fucking unbelievable. Like this fucking exceeds like everything that as far as CG characters interacting and feeling real with humans and making me believe and uh, the action, like hitting a high note, like it all happened in that scene. Like I wanted to see that scene again, like immediately after it was over. I was like, I want to see that run that again. <laughs> it is you know? it is stunning. Just think about the fact that none of the water is fucking real. None of that shit. Not yet, not well, like, no, 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 no. Like majority of it. Yeah, but they but they that was part of the thing that took why this took so long is they had to figure out how to do motion capture underwater. Yes, yes. Because no, there there's there's some. I don't know if it's necessarily the all the water's not real, but there's lots of stuff in the in the news about how often how everyone had to learn how to free dive and all that stuff. So yeah, I think they so, were shooting that yeah. underwater. No, well, but but the water we see in the movie is not real. They used the data, so they started with these kids. 2017, mm. they all got scuba certification. They trained with a free diver. They mo-capped them, right? Yes, right. and then they would hold their breath anywhere to two minutes, four minutes, six. Kate Winslet's record last week, I was wrong. She held her breath for over seven minutes, and I think she holds the world record beating Tom Cruise. But they had to go down and perform the movements, and they take that data, and he also had to figure out how to capture underwater mocap versus above the water right. and seamlessly yep. put it together. But all that shit when they're in the water, we're in the open ocean. None of that shit is like it's just wild. I'm like, what am I watching? What am I watching? I've never seen anything well, like this. Well, look, let's just do this. No, you haven't. You literally have never seen. Never anything seen like anything this. like this. Aquaman and Namor. Yes, we just saw yes. the, the, the two different companies. Yep. The two big companies do their version. I mean, this puts it to shame. Oh my like, god, this, that, it, that it looks really like, like yes. embarrasses. Yeah, like. I mean, I I understand like they have more money and more tech thrown at this, but I mean, time. It's it was just really the beyond time that they had. Probably as well. Just yeah, it's just it's a different experience. One hundred percent, really is. One hundred percent. I I agree with all of that. Like not only the water, just anytime, anytime they're able that you they do a close up of their hands, yeah. Their, like especially their faces, yeah. And you're like. Like it just feels like you could touch their face. Yeah. The, the eyes, the way the eyes emote, the every nothing looks off, ever off. The which, hardest thing to do in 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 three D is teeth, and they were like flawless. Everything, everything. Eyes well, I mean, too. The eyes look. I used to think. I mean, I I I still think Thanos is good, but yeah. there are definitely times when you see Thanos, you're like, oh, that's that. You know, it takes you out of it a little bit. This never ever took me out of it. And what's crazy is when they was Rug said when. When they have the humans in there and the Navi are 10 feet tall yeah, or 12 feet tall, double their size and the humans and it doesn't look weird. It's just like how that like it makes you go, how the fuck did he even film that? You buy it. You buy it. Every time somebody hugged spider or like Curie hugged a human, like you could feel the weight of it. It was why anytime they picked up the humans. It, it's, it's just crazy. It was wild. It, it really is crazy. <laughs> it was wild. Um, with some favorite parts, do we want to talk about the plot? Where do we want to go? Because we want to go in the plot first. Yes, the story 
like you just said, it's straightforward. It's is it's Quaritch, Stephen Lang. Uh, they they had a backup of him, and they yeah, that was a weird. Uh, you know, I didn't. There was things I didn't like about it as well, but uh, yeah, I felt like that was really. Lazy. They put him in a recombinant Navi, and the rest of the he's got. There's a blue team, but the irony being, he is now the thing he hates, but also the parallel being he is going through what Jake Sully went through in mm-hmm. the first movie. Right. Maybe this will give him a little more understanding. Not really. He's just he's simply the whole movie is Quaritch has a hard on for Jake Sully and his family. And he's just chasing him and trying to kill him. It's kind of like the whole movie. Like, that's it. Well, it's that. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's like a, it's like a like the like a cowboy story, like an Obi-Wan. Ah. Where they did an Obi-Wan where the, the 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 warriors just wants to protect his family. He's avoiding the fight. He's moving from town to town. And it, by doing so, he's endangering all those people yeah. in that new town. Yeah. Because they're just burning shit up. So yeah, I mean it's a very simple story. What it's it's not you know I mean Marvel has more you know more complicated stories, yeah. than this. so it's not the most riveting in terms of story. But where Cameron does really well is there's the new characters, which is all the kids and the in the uh, Metakina yeah. tribe. Yeah, and because you're spending so much time with each of the kids, you get a feel for each of their personalities, and you start to buy into them. And Cameron does a good job in terms of making the kids feel like they're their age. Yeah. Right? Like the the little girl acts like, you know, like a little girl. Yeah. Took the the, the those teenagers act like teenagers. Yep. The 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 Sigourney Weaver clone acts like a girl that's misunderstood. Like they all act within, you know, reasonable amount of reasonable amount of being actually their age. So I think that also helps with the realism of it. And I was afraid I wouldn't be able to tell a lot of these blue fuckers apart, but you, I, I actually, I thought they fleshed them out pretty good and they were pretty distinctive in their personalities and it came across. Uh, and then there's a lot of tropey things like, you know, kids are picking on each other and these little, little things to move the plot along. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that they keep bringing around that little girl and she keeps getting her shit and, Self in trouble. Well, the kids never listen. How many times was he like, "You guys stay here, don't get involved," and they never fucking listen and get in trouble? Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't the teenagers be like, "Hey, the little one can't. You can't come with us." Yeah, they bring her along always. They bring her along to everything. (laughs) The kids. There's some strange writing in this movie, but but you know what? They they wave it off. You know how? How? Go ahead. Sully's stick together. Sully's a family. That's the whole thing. They keep doing that. (laughs) Sully's stick together. Furious. They go family. Yeah, no, the, the high line is Sully stick together. Yeah, yeah and they all yeah. say it, and you're almost saying it by the end of the movie. Like the, uh, you know, you feel the love this family has for each other. I will argue that look, it's, he's used a b- simple enough plot to keep things moving to show us shit we've never seen, and it, it it kind of it works to forgive a little bit of the plot holes and shit. I feel like okay, so the movie uh, begins when you know the Earthlings come back to Pandora, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They mm-hmm. they were driven off or. They realized it was too much of a pain in the ass to try and get the unobtainium, so they like they left, and they come back, and so we we start the movie on the like you know, around the time period where they the, the, the humans return, and now they're back at it again, fighting these guys off. And uh, I did think that it was strange that they didn't bring a new bad guy in; they brought an old bad guy back. I I believe and, Cameron wants to use Courage for all these movies as the villain, and maybe. And I think that's a bad idea. It might be a bad idea. Um, but uh, I feel like leaning too much on this one bad guy it, it makes every movie feel the same. 
You know what I mean? So, uh, like in Star Wars, they introduced Jabba the Hutt. He's the bad guy. You right, know, like, right. You get, so like, you get it. And then you get the Emperor, which is the bad guy in, in top of the bad and guy. You got Vader. So, yes. Yeah. So like, there's more issues than just one guy. So they should have kind of taken a page from that and kind of started to introduce some other bad guys. And, and that would give the opportunity for, um, you know, Stephen Lang's character to possibly be in the gray a little bit more. I think we because might now, get there, though. I think we're going to see that. Yeah, based but on how it would have been good to world build that in. Yeah. I will agree. It, this is his fucking Star Wars. This is a lot like Star Wars. He's world building. He's trying to get you right. into a whole other uh, world experience, and he's just doing it his way. Mm. I feel like that the, it runs the risk of too much sameness. Like, um, I do like this kind of... Uh, like Jedi thing that they're throwing in there with uh with Sigourney Weaver's with Kiri, character, fascinating character, Kiri. like she's like uh, Jesus or some kind yep. of messi- m- messiah character that the what what are the, whatever the 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 life force Yahweh Yua Yua. So is it possible Ewa is her Ewa and Grace are the parents, which is why she de- she can she doesn't she doesn't breathe she doesn't need to breathe underwater she can control the flora and fauna and kind of has powers she's connected to the planet mm. that shit is fascinating i love that i thought that was great so like now you got a jedi yeah <laughs> yeah you got uh, you know i i'd like to see more diversity uh, as far as uh different alien species i feel like if there's more to learn in pandora it'd be cool um, well, think about it. we just saw one other tribe, right? Imagine are there underground tribes? Is there another sky tribe? Like the possibilities are are endless where these these tribes live. Yeah, and it, it it'd be it'd be cool to see. Uh, as I said, there's a, there is a risk of it becoming very samey because you have the same bad guy, yeah. kind of same things, and even this story was very samey. It's like. Yep. Uh, yeah. story. They had to go and learn yeah. the way of water, just like Sully had to learn the way of the forest last time. So, um, and I mean, it's kind of cheesy where he's like, "The way of the water connects everything." I'm like, "All right, that's good." Well, whatever. Yeah. It's some kind of bullshit, you know that, like, you know, the mystical bullshit, which was fine. Like, I just the thing about this movie is that it was entertaining. Yes, did it have all the goods? Did it have all the effects? Did it have all the fucking bells and whistles? Yeah, but. At its core, um, it does it have franchise power? Right. Do you want the action figures? Right. Do you want a fucking like? Do you have a favorite bad guy? Is the bad guy fucking badass? No, the bad guy's just another Navi. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So um, and it's always the sky people coming back. To like he was cooler him. as a human than a Navi in my opinion. I, don't, I thought he stole some of the scenes he was stealing. I didn't, I liked this Quaritch, uh, and when, especially when he, you know, they, they backed him up before he died. So he, he finds his corpse. He does a Hamlet thing. Imagine he was red though. Oh, they could have changed his color, but then, but they, but, like, I mean, just do something simple like that. Just make him different. Yeah, but he wanted you know? to blend in so he could like sneak up on him, even though they're wearing like military yeah. gear. Or maybe he could change his color. Who knows? I'm, I'm with rugs. I think, I don't get me wrong. I, re- I really like the movie. Like, I, I think it's good. I have my nitpicks though, and let it does feel samey. And I, I, I do like the movie ends, and it the first movie ends, and it's it's it's, its own story. Like, it, it you you tie a bow on that, and they don't need to ever touch that again. Yeah, this movie ends, and it's clearly left for a sequel. Like, they don't. There's a lot of loose ends, right? But I'm going to myself. I like this movie. Don't get me wrong. I liked. I, I was immersed. 
But I'm like, how much more left is there to mine already? Like they they haven't really introduced. It, it's it is just the Navi versus the humans. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and the the storyline for both has been that, and then the deeper story, or not all that deep. It's on the surface, is just how humans in general just destroy a you know a planet. Like the first one was about destroying the the forests, and this one. You know, it's about destroying the ocean and destroying all these tribes, and and they go they go in painful detail of having the whale being hunted and and yeah, there's a whaling us thing. that yeah, you know, humans similar to, to to how humans were are in this time, like they they don't actually respect the whale; they just use it for their brain matter because it in, you know enhances long life. Whereas in our world, you know, we we killed whales because we wanted their blubber for oil. Like you know, we didn't really actually want their meat. They're doing all those parallels, yeah. But I'm just wondering, like, what else? There's clearly more story to tell, but like, two movies of of humans being bad. Like, it's just humans are bad. <laughs> Eagle, <laughs> humans are bad. Yeah, I mean, yes, we know we're bad, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, uh, it's like the, the the conflict isn't isn't a isn't bad. The fact that there's someone trying to take over your planet, yeah, that's you know that's a, a sound. You, conflict to have mm-hmm. so there's nothing really wrong with that it's just they need th- there needs to be more variables than the, like, right more variables yeah, there needs to be things that yeah i mean they did bring the whale in as the new thing but how many times can you do that like bring uh some you know aspect of nature that that we like is there going to be a volcano next i don't even know but like you need another more threats you need another threat well no they they did that you're right rugs they did that in the first movie where nature the animals helped them and they did yeah. it again here where the whale yeah. helped them yep yeah so they got a kind of they got to add more dimensions to it uh and some of that could be done easily by introducing a new bad guy mm-hmm. that's different cuz like think about it you have you have all these toys at your disposal you have the fact that they can do genetic shit they have, you know, they have uh, robotics. They have all kinds of machinery, and then, and then, then on this planet, you got all kinds of uh, alien species. And now you got a Jedi that can fucking water bend or whatever, command, you know, animals to do their bidding and shit. So let's start amping that up. Like, mm-hmm. let's start like because if we keep doing the same thing over and over again, you got how many more movies we got of this? At least. It's four, three, maybe four. There could be as many. Will will I go for the immersive experience? Yeah, probably for the immersive uh, 3D experience and the, you know, the great action sequences. Yeah. But will it be a classic franchise? I'm not 100 percent sure yet. I mean, does the story? Is it all store? Is it all spectacle and no story is? But I feel like he is push pushing the medium and using this medium to its absolute fullest yeah but that's james cameron like that's, if you yeah. take james cameron out of this movie yeah. it's dead in the water yeah yep 100 the movie the movie is no you're you're absolutely he's he's pushed it to the limit like this is it does literally doesn't get any better i don't think than what he's showing on screens in terms of movie magic but when you strip it away, that's what this movie's hanging its hat on now it's a great place to hang your hat because this is the best yeah it's the best yeah so yeah, that's our that sets a high bar for the movie already. But I completely agree. I think it, right now it's still a very simple conflict, two D conflict, and I would like to see. Like I, I think they're building towards Quaritch actually having a redemptive arc. 
Possibly, yeah, because of you know his son thing. pulling in yeah. it, like pulling him out, and he's learning the Navi, and it'd be like kind of a nice parallel for a he by being the thing he hates, he learns who he is, like learns or learns he he evolves into something different. So like, I could see them being at a point where they potentially have Quaritch and Jake on the same side, but you would have to introduce another aspect threat. to this. Yeah. Is it Edie Falco's? She's still alive, so maybe. She Ooh. comes back and she's even more hardcore. The Who's general, Edie Falco? oh, Edie Falco from Sopranos. She played the general, and she was the one sipping coffee on the oh, on the, the ship. Character was, was nothing character. They're not bringing that character back. The, uh, I don't even right, remember who that is. That she, she was the general <laughs> running the fucking thing. Oh, no, that character. No one knows life. who that character is. <laughs> if they do make uh, Edie Falco the main big bad, I'm like, no, that's, I, I don't think. That's well, a I mean, the spider decision. thing was fascinating because at one point I thought he was going to turn spider. That's what I thought. Sp- Right. And Spider yeah. was going to be on his side and he re- reluctantly does save Quaritch from the bottom of the ocean. But then that whole part where like he's been growing up with Natiri and I guess there's been some tension before he's been growing up with the Sullys. She doesn't like she's, him. Yeah. She, she doesn't like him. She's about, she's she almost sacrificed. She's like, I'll fucking kill your son. Yeah. So if he's going to go back and live with him, like they're going to have to talk about that. Well, she, He, he saw the video that she, that she killed his his father. Yeah, she killed his father. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not to take this too much, but I do want to. The, we've been harping on the um, how visually stunning it is, but the other big thing that Cameron's known for is the action, and and that third extended battle is is a freaking amazing action. Dude, the climax is like an hour long at the end of this movie, a I lot mean, like Titanic. When Natiri is like bowing arrow, like yes. bowing arrowing guys through the chest while she's like holding someone, and like oh, it's fucking great, like. I don't know what she's what like their version of martial arts is, but she's mm-hmm. like killing multiple people at the same time. I'm just like, this is fucking insane that I'm watching a fucking twelve foot blue woman kick ass like this, and it looks right. It looks believable. You, you buy it, yeah. yeah they get tossed yeah. too. That they get like manhandled. Yeah. Dude loses his arm. That was hilarious. Oh my god! That, that <laughs> I, when, when he gets his arm caught, yes. I'm going. They're not doing that in PG thirteen. Ah. And then his fucking arm flies off. I'm like, oh my god! And it's it's they built her that. It was because the whale had lost its oh, fin. Yeah, he lost his, his right. It was clipped. Yeah. But I, just, I didn't think kid. they would ha- cut off the guy's arm on a PG-13 movie. Did you catch any feels during the movie? Oh, I kind of did a little bit. That was my question is, did you connect to these characters? Did we actually emotionally connect? A lot of some people were fucking crying at the end because of the death of the one. Like, did Son. you have any emotional reaction, whether it's whether relating to the characters? Or I actually not, had or more just... of an emotional reaction. I didn't have like cry or anything, but I had more of an emotional reaction to them. The extended scene where they're hunting the whale. Oh, yeah. And, and, then, yeah. You, and yeah. then you realize, oh, the baby calf's gone. And then the baby calf. Oh, also God, dies. that was. Yes, that was rough. That, uh, that was like watching like a documentary of them hunting a killer whale or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. It's yeah. like a gut punch. Yeah. I didn't want any of the kids to die, and like they played with my emotions. And then when that one fucking does die, I was like, "No, no!" But uh, what got me? I like the action bookends are great, but I fucking love the middle of the movie. Just them learning how to ride those things, how to breathe underwater. The fucking wonder, the bioluminescence in this. What about the shark attack? Uh oh, that was oh, that was pretty dope too. That's right, that giant fucking see. I, I liked all that, but I actually took a piss break, and when I came back, they were still on that scene, which made me think it's a little too long. They don't. He, well, I think, yes. I think Cameron. I think those scenes are are very they're stunning, but I think uh, for me those scenes are Cameron's just kind of like 
showing off a little bit. Like he he likes to show how technically marvelous this is by having you yeah. linger in the ocean and like. And I'm just going. Those are great, but the movie's three hours and ten minutes. <laughs> we we don't need this to be three hours and ten minutes. It's it, we've discussed ad nauseum how simple of a story this really is. But I did love the whole Loak bonding with the whale. Both of them are outcast. Yeah, that, that was good. And, and the fact that that whole thing, that thing it was all fake, was fucking wild because it looked so real. And then when he goes into the mouth and connects and he learns why he's an outcast. And then I was fucking cheering when he comes in for the save. Like, there's awesome. a fucking free willy. I was like, yeah, and he's flopping around and tossing the ball around. I was that like, was fuck cool. him up. Fuck him up, Tolkien. When he's on top of the ship yeah. and they're shooting at him and he's still like, like hitting him with his fins and like knocking people off. And then he flops off of that thing. Yes. And I was like, that's fucking badass. Fucking like James Cameron yeah. can do that. James Cameron makes it belie- almost believable that a whale and people with bow and arrows and one guy with a machine gun can take out an entire ship of <laughs> Marines with machine guns. And like, I-, I was going, this is freaking awesome. But what the fuck was the point of making Corrich and all his goons Navi if they can't fucking defend a ship? Yeah, as Navi with fully automatic weapons against a guy they, with a bow yeah. and arrow. Yeah, they have all the <laughs> missiles and weapons and ammo, don't they? Well, shouldn't they, they like, they're already trained military. Right. And now right, they're they Navi. Sh- yeah. Which means they're like enhanced humans. They're just as, as strong as Jake, but they have military training and they still can't fucking defend that ship. Maybe they're not used to their bodies. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they just got into A little unbelievable, bodies. but it's freaking yeah. awesome to watch live. I love the Navi where, the, you know, raiding the fucking human oh, shipments great. and trains and now they have weapons and they're them just flying on, in, the, in and out of the water and shooting with these fucking things. Those uh, were and, believable because they were yeah. like attacking from the sky. But the one where the, I mean, they're coming straight at him in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I got to talk about that train scene real quick. Let's hear, let's hear it. Mind. Um, uh, so I saw it in 3D, and if you saw it in 3D, the frame rate was higher frame rate. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. He there's two. He used two frame rates. All the above water stuff is 24 frames per second. The underwater stuff, he doubled to 48 frames per second. Well, that's not true. No? Because I noticed the frame rate on that train sequence. And that higher frame rate actually worked to the detriment of that scene because uh, if you play video games, everything's 30, 30 to 60 frames per right. second. So having the 3D gra- glasses on and it running at that frame rate, it being made from 3D graphics, it felt like a video game in that very in that moment. Mm. I think that um, after I got adjusted to it for a while, I, I kind of started to, Except but there were, especially that beginning period, looked very video game. You know, it's funny you say that because I saw the movie with, and my friend Ed, um, who I think contributes. I'm not sure if he does. Ed, contribute to our Patreon if you don't. Uh, he mentioned after the movie, and he plays a lot of video games, he said he was kind of, it was distracting for him, the frame rate at times. I've, I've heard that complaint in the underwater. Honestly, it didn't bother the frame rate issue. That. Yeah, I didn't notice it either. Maybe it's because I don't play a lot of frame rate uh, video games. Same. But the underwater stuff was just so clear and stunning. Like, I thought the shit looked good in Black Panther. That's muddy as fuck compared to this. And really, that underwater mocap performance makes all the difference. It felt grounded. It felt real. I love that they communicated using hand signals and not, like, talking like they do in the other movies. Mm -hmm. Like, that just it just makes more sense. 
um, and just the way the water like would drip off their face and, and oh, the reflection. So Holy shit! I was just like, I, "This is fucking crazy." I even liked that he evolved the metakaina for their yeah. environment. They had, you know, yes, uh, tails that could propel them in water. Bigger, bigger forearms. Yeah, they got like little fins on. Well, their, their forearms. builds were completely different too. They yeah. had like more of like a swimmer's yep. body with like a larger trap. Yep. They all look yep. like Michael Phelps. They all had Michael Phelps. Yeah, they were like joking. Out, like, He's so skinny. Yeah, look at him. Look at his little tail. But that's you know that's kind of cute. The discrimination they're picking on him because they got four fingers and not three five. and or five. Sorry, yeah. and they have four, four. or three. Yep. They have four. Right. Four, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. If you count the thumb, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. The main fingers were three. But uh, and then them bonding over that and you know getting together and and the Medkayina taking them in uh, it was great. What do you think about the Lion King? What was the Lion King part? Where they hold up the baby. Oh, yeah, in the water. <laughs> like somebody oh. in the theater is like, Anya! Oh, to the whale. Yeah. It's like air. I mean, and they all have, you know, the tokens are their spirit animals, and that's the ecological side of this. So it's kind of Moby Dick. I love how you saw hints of aliens, of Terminator 2, of Titanic, of Abyss, and like Vietnam shit, where Quartz right, is like be- torching the, his fu- yeah, the fucking. Yeah. Well, even Village. when they land on the planet and you yes. see the the hell, the hellfire, yeah. yeah, that was wild. I was like, "Holy shit! Look at that!" Just destroying everything. He, Cameron's Cameron visually knows how to play with like play with your heartstrings. I ha- uh, what do you think? Would you rather him be doing something else or keep doing this? That's a good question. That's like he is like I, it's my my whole thing. I was debating while I was watching this. I was like. This is so fucking. This guy's so talented. Why is he doing this? Someone else said that too. Someone online, I forget who, was like having that same debate of, I appreciate what he's doing here, but man, it's been what? It's basically twenty years of his life that he's dedicated to Avatar when he could have maybe dedicated that to two or three other projects at the same time. You know what? But I bet it's been longer than that. And he's, you know, this this is a man who clearly loves being underwater. He's been to the Titanic. He's uh, experimented with underwater stuff. So if this, I feel like this is a thing from when he was a child, he started dreaming of this world and for him to create plants and animals and a whole ecosystem and finally bring it to life. Now that technology is caught up, I can feel his passion in this. I'm I'm okay with him doing this for the, the, you know, the next, next, however many years. The thing is he's passionate about this, but at some point, Again, I love. I really like the movie, but at at some point, the passion has also got to be in the story. Yes, his passion right now, I would say, seventy five percent of his passion is creating this world in the world and and being immersed in it. Like there's got to there's got to be the third yeah. movie. I would hope has to be more than just another paint by numbers plot. I, I mean, I th- see, I think he got a little more care for the characters in this one than the first one. But if you think about a movie like Terminator 2, it, but the f- they're human characters, but all those characters are so well-defined and so dynamic and complex, and the conflict's amazing, right? But they're well, human also, characters. That, that plot is also very much the more complicated than this yes, plot. <laughs> yes, yes, the plot is more complex. It's an amazing world he's created. Uh, the, the, but it's like balancing the two. Like, I'm like, does the story even matter? But then does it not make it a movie and make it just a glorified screensaver, you know, VFX reel? I think a lot of this rests on Jake Sully and how interesting he is as a character. And he's not that interesting. And you could easily like do that test where you're like, 
Mm. Who's more interesting, Caesar from Planet of the Apes or Jake Zully? Right. And you're like, oh, Caesar. it's a fucking monkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You know, even Jake Sully. If you you could even do that test, Jake Sully and Natiri, Jake Sully and yep. his kid. Yep. Um, yep. The middle, the the second oldest kid, Loak. Loak. Like, yeah. I feel like all those characters. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather hang out with those characters than Jake Sully. And I think that comes down to the fact that I don't think Sam Worthington's all that charismatic of an actor. Well, he did, really didn't give Natiri and Sully too much to, to do, but it was they focused well, on Natiri the What's Natiri do? Like, she's badass and she's always nervous about everything. Uh, yes. Like, that's, that's not like a great thing to rally behind other than, yeah, she's like very capable and, and badass and scary mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. But, that's a good point. Uh, so, like, like you know, Caesar or whatever, or any any other like uh, the Terminator guy that yeah 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 like they, they there's something that's a so machine. unique about them yeah right yeah there's nothing I would even almost say I, I like I'm more even though he's a fucking terrible character I'm more drawn already to Korich's character than I am to I li- a little Jake bit Sully. like that yeah that was interesting because he's a guy that was a soldier and now is brought back to the thing he hates and now is like living a new life, having like this weird identity thing where he's a different person, but then he also feels like the same person. And he's like, like, you know that, I mean that scene right where he has the kid and he's like, that's not my kid. And then when she's about to kill him, he's like, stop. Like, yeah, he's having that internal conflict. And I think that's way more interesting. That's why I want to see him have his arc play out in these movies. Like Jake Sully's just like, he's kind of vanilla. He's just a guy. (laughs) Just a badass soldier. That's it. Badass soldier, and he's a family. Now he's dead. Family, family man. man. Somebody brought up the irony that, like, uh, Spider. If Spider didn't save Quaritch, they could have just fucking made another one, right? I don't even know if it mattered, or is that going yeah. to change this Quaritch that his son or the kid he disowned saved him? Uh, I don't know. But like, well, you know, if he died, they, when, if he drowned, they would have just made another fucking one. Listen, uh, the kid's a white dude with dreadlocks. He's got to do whatever he can <laughs> to uh, appropriation. make up for that. You know, <laughs> so if he has to save his, you know, redeem his dad, you know, a lot of hissing. He's gotta, they all like to hiss. The I, hissing I, I will say what, the one standout thing that was like, oh, this isn't that great. And this is just my opinion is I didn't think that kid for the the, the kid playing spider was actually spider actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. He did he had the a job. lot of uh, the same. Uh, he look never on his wanted face. to put a pair of pants on. Uh, this kid. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. Maybe Tarzan re- is what we were calling him. No, here's the thing. Look, I'm my my nephew, like my brother, my brother in law's kid. He's got a kid. He's about five. This kid uh, never wears clothes. He just has underwear. The minute he gets home, he takes all his clothes off. He's always. And oh, I'm like, no. kid, at some point. You're going to have to put some clothes on. Like, I don't know how much longer this can go on. My, my, one of my good <laughs> friend's son is like three or four years old. Yeah. And he yeah. loves going to water parks and taking off his swimsuit. Oh, taking everything yeah, off. Be like, yes. the, fuck yeah. it, there naked. used to be a guy that we used to hang out. We used to call him Nicky Nude because he always took his shirt off. Imran, weren't you known for doing this type of thing in music videos? Uh, yeah, well, Imran took his Imran gets <laughs> naked all the time. It wasn't music videos. It was uh, student films. <laughs> and I did get naked. But it wasn't like, no, my fucking nephew, dude, at birthday parties, he'll like take off his clothes and play with his fucking penis in front of everyone. I'm like, what are you, oh, well, what, are you what are you doing? Well, I know you, that's can, only a five year old can get I'm away with this. I'm calling the cops immediately. It was, I'm like, this is bad. Like, this people, this is a lot of people here. And he'll just do it. So, I don't know. So, sometimes. Oh, that's, I know about the penis. You live in, that's happened. I was like, what are you doing? 
But you live in the fucking uh, the forest, people. You uh, you don't need clothes. You're just swinging around. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, any other standout characters? I thought Kiri looking like Sigourney Weaver was was crazy, and the fact that she's playing this like 14 year old kid. Yeah, that's nuts. I thought that worked. I feel like pretty that. Good. I feel actually, I disagree. I think that's the most strange looking model out of, oh, really? out of all of them because it looks too yeah. real, or not too real, too much like a human. N- no, I feel like it looks it looked too cartoony. Mm. Uh, because she has like the little anime nose, and everybody else has like the thicker nose. It's more like she does look um, like a cat, right? Kinda? She's got the thin nose. Yeah, she's got like a thin, yeah. pointy nose almost. Like her eyes are bigger, yeah. and her nose is smaller, so it makes her look more cartoony. Yeah, that's a good um, point. and her head's a weird shape. So um, I felt like that that was a weird design. Well, I heard that uh, Sigourney had a little input in the design originally. Kiri was going to be like a really pretty, perfect, made up character and she's like no no it'd be like a messy 14 year old and that's so they kind of made her a mess if you notice everyone else has like you know perfect hair and shit and her hair is all messy but hmm. um standout scenes no, i mean the whole movie is just you know it's 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 the movie even more so than the first one is so reliant on the navi like the, the first one would cut back to jake sully and being human but this one is all all Navi really, and it's just it's a pretty. I mean, it's fucking amazing in terms it's of just stunning. It's it's the best. I can honestly say it's the best you'll ever see in terms of CGI at this moment in movie history. I think it's the best. I don't. I don't. I don't see anything better. There's not been. Well, I don't think there's ever been a better motion capture performance. Or no, I don't know who who has the, the resources. The only thing that's close, yeah, is the freaking apes movies. Well, Gollum was really good, also in yeah. But Lord Gollum, of the Rings. that's like that's twenty years ago. Like, yeah, you look at that, that Gollum now compared to this. This is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. But I mean, it's it good got, for yeah. its time. But uh, like, yep. You know, every every year it's going to get better. But this is definitively the best. Whereas, like, you know, Marvel makes stuff all the time. You you never say, oh, that's the fucking best. Yeah. No, you so many times, especially now that they're uh, cu- cutting corners and stuff like. You'll see some shit that looks really janky a lot of the time. I mean, it doesn't quite blend in. We just watched She-Hulk and we were like, "Yes, we'll take it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of a we'll mess. It. And you got an eight okay. foot green woman, and this one you got 20, 12 foot blue people, and they look L- lots of five them. times better. Yeah. So, uh, and none of them were shaking their ass like making the sound. <laughs> Nobody was twerking. <laughs> I missed that. They should have made the Navi twerk. Well, you know, if you if they're shaking their ass, like that's that's probably why the the CGI wasn't as good because that's harder to produce. At twerking <laughs> like that, that's pretty difficult. It's a high frame rate. <laughs> uh, Kate Winslet almost like unrecognizable as like the the matriarch of would have had the, no idea the, that was Kate Winslet right the yeah. Metcaina Cliff Curtis the prego, you can kind of see one. Yeah. Cliff Curtis oh I love that she was pregnant he, James Cameron's like I'm gonna put a female pregnant warrior I love that moment where they're about to go fight and the the uh, Cliff Curtis character is like maybe you should sit this out and she just grabs the spear she goes I ride and she's <laughs> she's like she don't take no shit no, the, badass remember when uh, the kid gets hurt and. Uh, the fucking humans come to try and help out. And then she comes in and she's like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. She's like, she, what does she say to them? Like, leave now. She's like, you do nothing. Got plants and herbs and potions to fix him. Yeah. There was a, uh, some, there was a was funny, funny line in there. I forget what it was, but everyone laughed in that moment. Apparently there's a comic book also, a three part by Dark Horse that kind of explains the gap that the movie jumps through in, in the beginning mm. where it jumps ahead between them returning or, that's unnecessary. Well, it explains wow. more about certain things and some of the other avatars and what more like the the relationship between the Tyrion and Spider 
why it's so uh, uh yeah what about that uh whale juice yeah oh, i'm, yeah. I'm retarded they, they have replaced unobtainium with umretar and it is kind of sad that they yeah. just suck the fucking juice out <laughs> unobtainium to like fucking uh on Agium. On Agium. And he was like, this is worth $80 million. And I was like, that's, that's, that's not really not that much. And this is the like future. Elon can buy all of yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's way yeah. in the future. If you, it's not if that you much. had juice that could keep you from ever aging, that would be, I mean, that people would pay all the money in the world for that. Right? It's live forever juice. Yeah. $80 million. It, uh, oh, I was like, only? That seems like well, it's We're in a recession, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> uh, no, I love how Quaritch crushes his own skull like Hamlet, and also reminded me of Terminator Two when the fucking oh, robots yeah, are yeah. crushing skulls, right? But there's little hints of all his like the greatest hits, like that end scene was like the greatest hits of James Cameron, all put together. But oh, that scene was some convenient ass writing, by the way. Oh, there's a lot of convenient writing. Where sure. they all converge on the spot where he dies for some reason. They're all hanging out there. Which one where he uh, dies? Like where Quaritch is the, the the mech where he dies in the, in the old shack. Oh, yeah. They're just yeah. there yeah. the same exact time that these guys are there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sky people have come. So like, yeah, well, the sky people are here. So let's go back to the place where the last time we saw them. And there's some repetitive shit. Like the kids get handcuffed to the railing, then they're freed, and then they get handcuffed, handcuffed again, again to the fucking railing. <laughs> <laughs> she even says it. Yes. He's like, how come I'm still like, Oh, yeah, the girl says, like, like, not again. Like, you keep <laughs> something along the lines of, like, yeah. I keep getting handcuffed to how- little kids. Everyone laughed in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that third act. I, the thing is, too, is, like, that third act was happening, and it kept going, and it kept going, yeah. and I, I was enjoying it. I also remembered it was a three-hour movie, and I had lost track of where we were at in the three-hour movie. So even when he, Jake Sully chokes out um, Quaritch, I'm like, yeah. I don't know where we're at. I think maybe there might be another third. Like I was like, <laughs> is it still going? Are we still go- like? Do we have another act after this? I didn't know where we were at because I, I couldn't get a sense of that third act of when it was going to end. Yeah, it was weird. I felt like it was stapled on a little bit, but yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I like the action. I was just, my friend Justin, who was sitting next to me at one point, was just like, "Holy fuck!" Like <laughs> some of this action. I kind of like, wanted it to go cheering. on. I was sad when it ended. Uh, I was like, I could do, I could do more. But where do we leave off at the end? Uh, Jake says, "I, uh, you know, to protect the Metcaina, we're gonna leave." And they're like, "No, you are one of us now. You know the way of the water." So he doesn't have to leave, and then it ends on the shot of the eyes, just like the ending of the first movie. No, no, no. There's more. There's, There's more. more. What else happened? So wait, wait. Before that, so Quaritch has been saved. Right. By Spider. Quaritch has been saved. We still don't really know where um, Sigourney Weaver's come from. Right. She, the Immaculate Conception. Right. And it ends with Natiri convincing Jake that they can't run anymore, and that they have to start. Oh, they got to take, take a stand. Be, That's right. They got to take a stand and be active in their protection and actually attack the humans. Oh, and then there's the burial scene of the sun underwater in those fucking glowy anemone things. That was kind of oh, beautiful. Right. That was right. That was kind of fun. Yeah, but it, it ends with them being like, we can't run anymore. We have to fucking fight them now. So they're going to take a stand. What is Quaritch going to do? Are all his dudes dead? So predictions. How do you think this plays out? What do you think they're going to bust out? For the next film, like, what do you think it is going to go? I mean, obviously, the story is going to progress with them fighting, you know, mm-hmm. and we alluded to Quaritch probably doing a turn and maybe being in the gray area instead of just being 100% bad. Mm-hmm. So what do you think happens in the next two I mean, movies they're going to make? <laughs> three, three? And four. Well, at least three. Yeah. Yeah, three is definitely coming out. 
four. I think Cameron has said that four will come out if two and three do well. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think Quaritch is going to have some sort of Darth Vader esque return. Not like you're, I'm his father, you're my father or whatever, but uh, some sort of where he he starts a turn. Um, I think they got to introduce another another like a, another rogue Navi, like a uh, uh, a Navi a uh, uh, wild card Navi that like can be bought but also like can't be trusted. Ah. I don't know. I, I that's the, the thing is like I don't really know where he's what he's like what he has in mind. I don't feel like there's a ton there. So some of the stuff I read is possibly in 4 or 5 they may return to earth. Oh. Um you know, we again we've only seen two two clans on the Navi, so Maybe the fight goes somewhere else, and maybe Quaritch does start to sympathize and maybe appreciate that, like, he's in a better body and he's free now. He could do all this crazy shit. I read this story that's saying the current cut of Avatar 3 he has is apparently nine hours long. Oh, shit. So he could easily got to cut that down by half or split it into two movies. We could have six Avatars when all is said and done. But I believe they finished already shooting and working on the third one for 2024. Yeah, they filmed it. They filmed it simultaneously, apparently, during two. back to back with a lot of uh, yeah underwater, underwater training. Fuck, stunning! I want to go back there. I just keep thinking like I want to go back there. I want that feeling again. All right, this is my prediction. Yeah. Let's hear it. All right, so you're gonna have another time jump. Um, we're gonna ah, get there. Okay. And Spider's going to be like in the military. Like, but his hair is going to be cut. He's going to be wearing a military uniform, and he's going to try and put the reins on his dad. Try and get his dad to like not be such a dick. There's going to be some. Hopefully, there's going to be some new technology that they are able to use. Whatever. Now, in the meantime, the Navi are going to be attacking and taking all their tech, and they're going to become more tech savvy. And all of a sudden, you're going to see the Navi like start to like kind of just like the Indians accelerated when we introduced horses to them and shit. Ah, they're going to get and more, all that uh, stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, that uh-huh. they were like advancing very quickly, and and so I think it's going to play off that whole thing because uh, James Cameron said like in an interview that Avatar is like an allegory for United States and like con- the conquest of the of of this land. Uh-huh. So right. You know, so first the, the humans come, they strip it for all the gold, you know, just like the unobtainium. Mm-hmm. Then they come back to start settling it. And then there's those quarrels. And then like the Indians start to kind of like uh, make peace with some factions of, of the humans. Well, I mean, uh, that's my question yeah. is, is there a, 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 a situation where the humans can live together with the Navi? But like. Then do you have to you they have to live inside they can't breathe the fucking air and they got to wear these masks outside do they just live inside for the rest of their lives on this if they colonize the planet well, they got to terraform it right so they to got to like put domes up or mm, something yeah 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 interesting yeah a tribe that would be on the side of the humans would be fucking interesting uh, I'm calling this right now um so Sigourney Weaver yes is got the power to talk to the the universe the or whatever planet. the world the whole planet yeah and the planet's gonna fucking just fucking shit out a giant kaiju that's gonna take out the whole oh, fucking that would be amazing <laughs> but uh, yeah where does he, he go here first. with the tech after pulling this amazing underwater vocab like what what else can you do I think 
I mean, the tech, even like the the little spider things that were in the water. Oh, the was crab all like, things are great. Yeah, yeah, the crab yeah, fucking crabs. ships. Oh, remember when that that fucking like that little thing that started filling up with water because mm-hmm. it got fucked up and th- you felt like you were in the fucking thing with them, like oh, like yeah. drowning. Yeah, that he, was crazy. He he makes you feel claustrophobic in that moment. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Absolutely. When they run out of air, every time they're running out of air. He's, yeah. I mean, he's when it comes to vi- like directing he's a, he's a, the best he's one of the best that's why he's an asshole yeah and he can be, <laughs> he he is can an, be asshole an asshole too. yes there was a video of him it's <laughs> funny you mentioned that there was a video of him where he like walked out of somewhere and fans were like trying to get his autograph and he walked into the car and they started booing because they'd been i guess waiting oh, and he, shit. he, he rolls him. down the window and sticks his f- middle finger out the window as they're booing him yeah, he's like, fuck you. It's amazing. So many people I've heard go, I can't stand the guy, but I love his movies. I can't wait to see this. I mean, he's like, a, he is an immense asshole. He's, yeah. I mean, he he pot shots Marvel yeah. all the time. Yeah. Really, almost like unprompted. Yeah. It, with Keep in mind that he's working for Disney. Right. Right. You know, so he, he's he's shitting on, on one of their employer. biggest properties. Just, yeah. But, you know, that, it, and, you know, there's the, the, the stories about him in England and working when he was filming Aliens, like yeah. everyone hated him. Yeah. Like he's definitely an asshole. But a lot of people, a lot of arty, artsy, a lot of people that are really good at their craft are assholes. There's a lot of people that are singularly focused on one thing and being yep. Yep. fantastic at it. Yep. You look at like athletes. Yep. You look at artists. All sorts of musicians. A lot of them are fucking assholes. Yeah, it's true. It kind of sometimes it comes with that singular focus, right? Like they have a very high. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you want good movies or do you want a nice guy directing? I want you can have. Yeah, I don't think you can get both. You can't have both. No. Uh, Yeah, you got Judd Apatow's a nice guy, but he makes yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take the good movies, I guess, since I never have to like deal with the guy myself. But man, I wonder what the set was like on this. How much he uh, he put him through a lot, right? And he's dealing with kids. Uh, and and the, the just the irony. So like on set, he has this camera that uses AI to visualize all the mocap live, so he could see it. The actors could see it. Like he had to invent this crazy thing. So the irony that the man makes T two, which is a story about machines taking over the world, and now <laughs> he's relying on machines to change the future of cinema. I think that's fucking fascinating. Also. Uh, does this push forward cinema? I think it does in 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 certain ways. Now that he's broke this technology, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he he did that with Avatar, right? Yeah, there was yeah. a there was a spree of 3D and and mocap became even bigger. Like I don't think there was a ton of mocap until Avatar came out, and now Marvel does it all the time. The 3D thing is interesting because it didn't really it caught it. What there was like a big initial sweep of 3D, but it was all like garbage, and then it just kind of fucking went away so i wonder what's going to happen now where people see the well, 3d the thing like is this. is like to do what at what cameron's doing that schedule doesn't work for most studios right no one's gonna give you five fucking years yeah to work no on one's gonna give you i mean this is you know 12 years 13 yeah. years between yeah. sequels he was probably working on this since 2017 so five years like that timeline just doesn't work for most studios there no one has that kind of patience you have to be james cameron to get that kind of you have to be james cameron or christopher nolan or scorsese but the fact that, like, I read he made, they, Weta made 57 new species of sea creatures for the movie. He is in creating cultures and species and just, it's like, it's crazy. And I bet there's so much more. 
This is just the iceberg. The really the glowing, the bioluminescence on their face, like when it gets dark, you see these freckles light up. The shit on the whales, fucking mesmerizing. Just start, like I wanted to reach out and touch it. It was so good. I just I don't know. It's crazy. I want to go back there. All right, here. Let's do this. Let's rate the movie and rank it. I think amongst Cameron movies, maybe. Sure. Okay. okay. Who wants to go first, Anthony. Eight out of ten. Okay. Eight out of ten. Okay. I don't think it's better than the first one. Um, in terms of the first one's the first one. Mm-hmm. So this one, although we've got thirteen years later, you know, probably improve way improved technology. I still think the first one is just a singular experience. Um, rank it amongst Cameron movies. I haven't seen every Cameron movie. Okay, but the ones you see. I would say I still like T two better. I still think uh I like the first Avatar and I like Titanic better. I'd say it's fourth. What about Aliens? Where does that land? Oh, fuck. I like Aliens mm, better. Mm. <laughs> so fifth. It's top five for me. Okay. Of his movies. Okay. Uh, Ruggs, how about you? It's definitely in the top five of his of his films. Not not in the top. You know, he's got Aliens. He's got Terminator, Terminator 2. All those movies that are ahead of it. No problem. Um but uh, Avatar, uh, or do I like Avatar or this better? I think they're tied for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both great, and they're both great for different reasons. Uh, I think the first one gets a lot of criticism for being like Fern Gully or whatever, but that whole like send a person into the other society and then they become sympathetic to them, like that's a tale as old to this time and like sure. many movies yep, do it, yep, like yep. The Last Samurai and this and that. So, um, you know, I can't fault him for using, like, you know, Batman is a, a rich kid fucking fights crime. And Tony Stark does the same thing. There's a million heroes that do the same story. So uh, a lot of revenge stories are the same. They're all based off Hamlet. So I can't fault it. But uh, I'm going to give it an eight and a half because I haven't had experience, a theater experience like that um, since Spider-Man, that No Way Home. Yeah. But this was completely different. Right. Like, or Endgame. Right? Like, like, yeah. Uh, no Way Home was like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this because, you know, of the implications of studio crossovers. This is, I couldn't believe what they were just doing because it was being done so well. Yeah. Like, I've seen fucking action scenes, but this was done on another level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you raised the bar again. So I'm going to give it eight and a half. Let me let me just say real quick to my eight out of ten. Like this isn't a uh, eight out of ten comparing to a eighties action movie, right, Or something, right. you know. Like this is this is a strong, strong fucking eight. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I get that. No, I I was just stunned and going, "What the fuck am I watching?" I it it got me. Uh, I actually like it better than the first one because a lot like Terminator Two, the way Cameron can expand. His his world on things. I think he did a good job with the new clan expanding this whole experience. And man, the movie did something to me. Like I was just in it the whole time. Did not feel the length. I'm gonna give How it. High were you? I I just a little bit. I, man, <laughs> dude, if you shroom and watch this, I can't imagine. Take some edibles uh, next time I go. I'm gonna go again because I I want to go back there. I want the experience was a singular amazing experience. Just like you said, rugs up there with like Endgame and Spider Man No Way Home. 
uh, and the 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 uh, just it was just fucking mesmerizing. mesmerizing. It's not it's not a perfect film, but I mean the experience that you have in the theater, like it's worth going to the theater to see it. It's worth going mm-hmm. to the theater to uh, have the experience. I'm 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 contemplating seeing it in 4D if it's out like, there. Right? In 4D. I recommend I recommend 3D IMAX all the way is the the be- like probably the best way to see this. As far as where it ranks among his movies. I'm with you guys. I aliens and T2 are fucking damn near perfect movies. Uh, and it's because character, a little bit more character, right? A little bit more story. But then I, right. w- I would put this uh, just under those. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an incredible accomplishment. It is something you- you've never seen before. And he does fucking, you can't, he does deliver, dude. You can't bet against the camera when he says he's going to do it. He's going to fucking do it. So I, uh, yeah, eight and a half. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. There you go. Uh, and uh, definitely, do you think it makes $2 billion? No. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Really? I don't know mm. if it's going to have the legs to last that long. I, it, it, this is really weird right now because we got COVID. It's spiking up again. Yeah, but nothing's really out right now. We have the Christmas weekend coming up. That's when a lot of people go to see. I think word of mouth is going to be really good on it's this. It's three hours long, and that's always a deterrent, that's, too. That is true. Uh, if James Cameron just made a two-hour fucking movie, I didn't have or, to pee once, which was amazing. I did. Me neither. I yeah. didn't. I, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I pee-proofed myself. Yeah, I didn't so. drink anything like the whole day. I was like, I'm going to dehydrate myself. <laughs> I just oh. put tampons in my fucking. <laughs> I got some depends. <laughs> but fuck again, Cameron gives you something only Cameron can. I think that we can all agree on. Yeah. Yep. Something that's Look, not. There's going to be people who don't like this movie. Oh, yeah. and say it's too long and yeah. stupid. Yeah, fine, but you're missing out on something. I've seen you have to. You have to at least. I can totally see if you don't like the movie because of story, story or plot. Yeah, yeah. but if you, if you don't like the movie and you say it's it, it's visually it doesn't look great, like I think you're you're way off base. Yeah, I've seen the hate. You have to, you have to at least acknowledge that this is a fucking wondrous movie to watch and look at. Yeah, and it is a reason to go to the theater. Absolutely. All right, let's do some news from the nation. Got some comments about the movie from our listeners. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Quick and to the point. I like it. Uh, yeah, the spoiler thread comments were interesting. There's a lot of people bagging on this movie, I think. You must even... have deleted them because I don't see them in here. <laughs> oh, what? Really? No, I didn't delete anything. So no, I'm saying you, I don't see them in the news from the nation. There's... You can copy them. The... No, they're, they're in no, there. No, they're there. They're there. Are they? Refresh that page. Refresh your notes. I only see three, four comments. That That's only the ones that were relevant to people, I think, who saw the movie. Oh, uh, you oh, want oh. me to read the bad ones? Well, the only bad if they had ones, seen but, the movies, but if they hadn't seen the movie, then no, don't read it. I feel like there wasn't. I, I'm just picked out the one. There's a lot of people who have an axe to grind with uh, James Cameron because he's been sh- talking a lot of shit. Yeah. And I could understand that you're like, fuck this old bastard. But yeah, I, he's a fucking master. All right. Like, I'll give you he, look. He, I'll, I'll give you both sides of this then here. Basically, first, Nick Chev just said it won't be as good as True Lies. Uh, he, yeah, but he also said <laughs> in response to our True Lies review, he commented, if you think Avatar is better than this, then you're delusional. So Nick Shev, he's a, he's a big, I think it's better than True Lies. He's a big True Lies fan. 
Uh, Dave Mareska commented, they effectively titled it Flush, and people are clamoring to see it. We have reached critical stupid as a society. Seriously, why does anyone give a shit about this? Okay. I don't know if you'd seen the movie. I don't think you've seen the movie. Uh, Joe yeah. St. John says Cameron set up his own demise by hyping this film as much as possible. That's that's possible. That's possible. Uh, and then, but not everybody felt that way. Blake Braden chiming in saying, y'all can hate on this movie if you want, but I thought it was pretty good. Better than the first. Felt the pacing was good. Visually outstanding. If you can get over the three and a half hour environmental ad, then I think you'll enjoy it. And then he continues saying, I really do beg you. Not to go in with any bias against this film based on the first movie or Cameron. Whatever you think about him, I rated the first Avatar 4 out of 10. This movie flows better than the first one. Let me, let me make one comment. Yeah. I, I think it was to Cam- like, I don't think Cameron needed to go pro- like by promoting this movie bash Marvel. Like, I don't think that, I don't know if that really helped you. Right, right. Yeah, but at least he put on the brown shirt and pants. Got in the brown truck and like UPS, he fucking delivered yeah. on what he was going <laughs> to talk his shit talking. Yes. Yeah, that's so, true. So it's like it's one thing. He did deliver a spectacle that was worthy of seeing in the theater. So it does kind of back up his shit talk a little bit. It backs it up. But at the end of the day, like you still got to make the money. It's not necessary. He doesn't have to do that. He yeah. shouldn't do that. I don't think he can help himself. He's just no, that no. kind of guy. Right. No, He's I'm just, just saying it. I don't know if that I don't know if you shitting all over marvel makes you any more money than you would have made no it actually probably it's gonna hurt you yeah 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 blowback you know all he had to say is like look i love all these movies they're doing great for cinema but this is going to be something special you know sure uh lyle pringle says as you thought i saw the first movie i attempted does that count two to three times each time i watched it i slept at the same spot in the movie all the way to the credits oh that was an awesome yawn see i don't think he saw the second movie either so, but then Scott Swangorum comes in saying, wow, that movie was fantastic. Can't wait to see it again. Super fun and immersive, especially in 3D. Not 100% sure why the 13-year wait for the sequel, but I was happy to get it. I thought the original was great as well. Quite a cinematic experience. Theater was packed. Mm. Yeah, my theater was packed. The people applauded at the end, which is something I had. Yeah, we had, we, had, yeah. we had a collapse at the end. Yeah, too. I hadn't seen that. That hasn't happened in a while. So Cameron's definitely giving people a chance, a reason to go back to the movie. And I, I, I like it. I think it's better than the first one. Like, do you feel like a Cameron simp? Like, we're just, are we blind? I mean, are we like, Marvel, not, we've, Marvel shills and we're Cameron simps? No, the guy is bringing you some groundbreaking stuff. And as far as blockbuster movies go, he has proven time and time again that he is the king of the blockbuster. I, I've freely been like Cameron's being an asshole. Like, why is he saying criticizing marvel yeah i've said that on the show like i yeah i've i've been against him criticizing marvel and i still am like this is fucking amazing yeah i just feel like he created a bunch of stuff and his track record is pretty damn good yeah. um and uh i even was very skeptical of this movie yeah and it won me over so i'm like you know give the man credit uh, you know that's all i'm saying as the kids would say, give that man his flowers. Oh, that's yeah. what that's what they're saying now. Flowers. Oh yeah. Flowers. Give that man his flowers. <laughs> give, give him that, his flowers. Give him all the flowers. Is it not that he ate. No, he didn't eat. He's eating. He's eating. Oh, what? is that one one of them now? What is it? That he ate. He really? That's oh, a saying? that might be a new. That might be something I've never heard. Yo, Cameron yeah. ate in this movie. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> give he that ate. man his flowers, man. Give his man. You cannot deny his talent, his vision, his follow through, his fucking passion his commitment like he it's 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 all there it's quite a thing okay 
Let's slide into what are we watching? Because we're going to go to two extremes of crazy old school Hollywood guards, right? You got Cameron who is doing everything is CGI. Everything's fake to the extreme and it looks amazing. At the other end of the spectrum, you have 60-year-old Tom Cruise doing insane fucking shit uh, for Mission Impossible 7. If you saw this movie in IMAX, there is a featurette before it in IMAX uh, detailing. In the trailer, you see this this stunt where Cruise is on a bike and he jumps the bike off a cliff into a base jump, releasing the bike, doing a free fall base jump. They they played this. Like, well, this movie hasn't come out yet. It hasn't. But that's oh. that's in the trailer. Uh, right. But they played this featurette where they showed you how they were doing the stunt. They built this ramp on top of this cliff, had to helicopter all the pieces in, took them months. And f- at first, you see Tom Cruise fly by on a helicopter. And as they pass the end of the ramp, he just fucking jumps off the helicopter. What the fuck? I'm watching this now. Yes, just to see the height. He Before that, he did several dry runs with the bike on a wire and him on a wire over and over again just to get a feel of the speed. This motorcycle. Does the it, amount of times he could have fucking died. Yes, the motorcycle does not have a speedometer. He has to hit the speed by feeling. He's got to get the arc and even his body position right. So they're detailing this featurette. And then he finally gets on the bike and he does this jump and there's these drone shots. And I swear to God, dude, the whole, the whole audience, when they showed the fucking stunt, nobody was breathing. It was dead fucking silent. And he goes off the cliff and falls and then he pulls it and then you don't know what's going to happen. And you see his shoot. And then when he comes down, he gets on the the walkie talkie to Chris McQuarrie. He goes, you know what? I think I can hold on to the bike a little bit longer. (laughs) <laughs> he does this fucking stunt six times. Yeah, he does it six more times. Six times with drone cameras. Just at, at any moment, if he doesn't clear the bicycle, if anything goes wrong, he is a dead man. He is insane. This guy's a fucking what the fuck, Tom Cruise? Like this is a, they're calling it the biggest stunt in cinema history. So where you got Cameron doing shit you never seen with computers, you still have Tom Cruise doing shit you never seen with the actual. Like what is his insurance like? Who is insuring this motherfucker? You know, he could have died so many times That's just for that nuts. one shot for one shot you can i'll put this in the show notes there's a youtube is like a nine minute featurette with uh that some of it was shown in the imax featurette and some of it is different but it is like just you are grabbing you're white knuckling it and as it's going on you're holding it but you're like what the fuck this guy's crazy yeah this is i mean he's nuts he's he, <laughs> the guy's fucking nuts but uh yeah it's I don't even have words for it. He 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 is playing out his insane fantasies on film. Yeah. It got me fucking super geeked Geek for burner. Mission Impossible 7 and 8. Like, this is going to be amazing. He also put out a video recently thanking the fans for going to see Top Gun Maverick and for believing in him. And what was the setting of this, this video? He it, jumps out of a plane and he's free falling for what seems like 30 minutes talking to the camera and talking. He does an Instagram reel free falling from like, I don't yeah. know, 10,000 feet and then just doing spins and shit. And I'm like, you are insane. By the fire. This guy's crazy. It's amazing. Uh, I cannot he did like a bunch of jumps. He did like, like lots and lots. So of jumps. He, he said they, they did over uh, like 500 uh, sky jumps for this, for this movie. Oh and like uh, just 13, he did 13,000 jumps with just the bike. 
You know what? He's going to die taking a piss in his bathroom. <laughs> it's going to be like, the most. That's, that's how he's going to go out. It's going to be the most he's fucking, death. fucking shaking hands with the devil every day. And then, like, he's just going to die like something stupid. He's going to get, like, b- like bit by a fucking, like, mosquito and get, like, get malaria. West Nile virus and die. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, bro, you don't have to do this. They have stunned people. Like, really, it's not necessary. No. No. There's another one where he's just on top of a biplane talking to the the audience like as the plane's flying for another like this he's it's amazing this is gonna be amazing i can't wait so that's funny so we can get back to what you watch what else you watch yeah but i think it's apropos that i hop in here yeah and then we can there's other things i watch too but I, yeah. I think it's appropriate because i watched uh this week in preparation for next week yeah mission impossible ah, the, the first time. one all right let's and i've talk never about, seen it in, oh, its, in its entirety what did you think let's talk about that it was all right <laughs> i mean right there's really not a lot of big action scenes just at the end there's a there's a train scene at the end which yeah. holds up decently well given the time period 96 yeah there's the when he tries to infiltrate the one room and he's you know not trying to touch, touch anything that scene yep. is amazing i love that, that scene. scene i was like laughing but also yeah. like <gasps> it's tense as fuck um, yeah but unlike the later mission impossibles that yes. some of them i have seen this one is very short on the action yeah it is so. It's a De Palma film. Yeah, so, yeah. De Palma. so yeah. I was, I was, I was just like, eh. I liked it. Yeah, but I wasn't blown away by it. I think maybe at the time, if I'd seen it, I would have been blown away. But seeing it uh, twenty six years later, not not as impressive. The next film is done by Woo. John Woo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like over, fucking yeah, over the top, crazy action. The next film opens with him <laughs> literally like hanging on the side of a mountain with there's nothing holding him up, and I think he actually did that. Like he's free climbing, yeah, uh, and it's insane. Mm. But it isn't until Chris McQuarrie joins for Rogue Rogue Nation and the uh, Ghost Protocol, or whatever the last two, that the fucking it just c- clicks and the action and the stunts. Yeah, Rogue are, Nation is great. Well, if you look at the directors though for the Mission Impossible, oh, great series, directors: Brian De Palma, yeah. John Woo, yeah. J.J. Abrams, yeah. Brad Bird, yeah, and then you get McQuarrie for the next four. And him and McQuarrie are a fucking fantastic team. Like they're on the same page and. That Brad Bird one was good too. Like so, anything I, they're all good. Yeah. I mean, the the first one is the weakest one for action. Yeah, mm-hmm. the John Woo one is strange movie, and that the last um half hour is all action, and the you know it kind of builds to that, mm-hmm. and then uh, then all of the other ones are paced very well. Like and How's like JJ's the third one. It's it's decent. It's good. It's like mm-hmm. a good. It's a good bridge because it starts to go kind of more of a. Um, like it was not as stylized as mm-hmm. the more straightforward, and like Macquarie does the same thing. Like, but Macquarie like just does these really, really uh technical stunts that, like, yeah. you know, in Rogue Nation, he's underwater for like a long time Six doing a and fucking half minutes. He holds his breath. And so this is the movies where he's hanging off the Burj Khalifa in real life. He learns how to do a high altitude skydive. He learns how to fly a fucking helicopter. There is a helicopter chase scene in one of those movies that's filmed like it's a car chase scene yeah and you clearly see that tom cruise is flying this helicopter there's nobody else with him it's just cameras and him and he's doing these insane fucking things uh it's amazing it gets like bigger and bigger and better so like this is why i can't wait to see what they got in plan for these next two that's yeah it's pretty but i agree the first one's it's all right like but it's, it's right. it was 90s it's in the tournament maybe it gets past it's the in the first, tournament gets past the first round maybe i don't know 
Uh, but it I just des- thought it was all right. But you know, yeah, it deserves. It's, a, it's an it starts. It's a start to a, you know like an iconic franchise. It's yes, it's a start to Tom Cruise's Death Wish. Like Tom uh, Cruise is basically his first real action movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, what else did you watch, Anthony? So it's funny you asked. I am about halfway through. I was watching it prior to the show. It's the last movie I have to watch that I haven't seen yet before the tournament next week, which we can preview shortly. Uh, I am halfway through Cliffhanger. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, a fun movie. And I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm enjoying the shit out of Cliffhanger. It's kind of a yeah, fun it, movie. It's, it's fun, yeah. I mean, I, you, you've, got, you've got freaking Sly climbing a mountain in a t-shirt and yeah. a backwards hat. Yeah, he's yeah. never cold. <laughs> yeah, he's not, no, he's not cold at all. <laughs> so that alone right there, I'm just like, this is great. I like it. I mean, the opening's pretty tense and you're like, fuck. Yeah, the opening's tense as up. fuck. Yeah. Wait till you see him fight old ass John Lithgow. It's kind of funny. All right. Yeah, that's what I was telling you about. Yeah. <laughs> like Stallone's always fighting some old guy, some old guy that's out of shape. And there is that <laughs> insane, like, was that a practical stunt with the sliding the fucking briefcases from plane to plane? Kind of. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Did you I watch don't know that? If it was part? practical, but yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, some of that stuff on the mountain. There, there definitely some of it where it's real. Like right. Guys, there's a guy. Someone climbing that fucking yeah. free free scaling that mountain yep but then there's some like oh. say, you like catch the set the mountain sets also mixed yeah oh in, yeah right of course. so but the on location shots i was like that's pretty good pretty good no uh, i like i like it so far I'm, I'm probably gonna finish it after the show what is that on i believe that's available did you rent it, it? is on hulu oh and it's on hulu so yeah. i caught up with another one of our uh 90s action movies this one was because it's on netflix uh air force one Get off my prayer with uh harrison ford and what's that on it's on netflix and oh, okay. don't forget, uh, freaking who's playing the villain? Gary Oldman. What's his name? Gary Oldman. Oldman yep. I tell you what, though, this fucking movie still is pretty good. Like the tension uh, is great throughout the movie. Oldman's bad guys just fucking brutally just murdering people. Murdering the kill, shoots the woman in the head. Yes, yeah, shoots everybody. Yeah. He's like he does not give a fuck. Um, some great plane stunts. The the CGI is whatever, but uh, I I've rather enjoyed and like I love the fact that it's. Uh, this close quarter. The the plane is amazing. Like I don't know if Air Force One is like this, but a great setting for like a diehard in a plane movie, right? You have all mm-hmm. these big rooms. You got these little corridors and doors, and they use it well. And he's bad. He's like a badass fucking president. You know, fuck around with this president. So <laughs> I, I like don't know. Air Force one I, a lot. I don't know whether this one goes farther than Fugitive because Fugitive is good, but like this one has more action. But Fugitive is just like an all around good a movie. Better movie. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And I love Depends on the matchups. I know the matchups. I'm just smiling in my head thinking about you guys speculating. I really love The Fugitive, so this is going to be tough. Yeah, so if all things go to plan, should we we just say we're going to be... Yeah. It'll be next week. You know, it's around the holidays, so things could happen. But we are next week to close out the 2022 Jock and Nerd season, SZN. We are uh, doing a 90s action tournament. Oh, man. With bigger and badder movies. This time, 32 movies instead of 28. Yeah. Every two, every, no, no passes this time around. Every movie's got to go run the gauntlet. So, There's no buys. Hopefully, Jonathan Bellotti Jr. will be joining. We've been doing our 90s reviews to lead up, and I'll be hosting again. And, and these three older gentlemen. Will be the uh, the judges. Still, That's right. I still got a couple couple to catch up on, but I'll get there. Yeah, get there. Rugs, you what else you guys been watching? What did you watch, Rugs? I watched uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio. 
I heard bad things about this movie, and I'm surprised because I thought it would be great. It's not great. Wow. But I fucking enjoyed it anyway. Oh. Um, it's a lot. There's a lot of wacky shit. In it. It's stop motion. It's stop. It's fucking amazing stop motion. It is fucking beautiful. Um, the tone, the artistry, the art direction is just fucking amazing. Uh, they change a lot of the story and they oh. set it in World War Two with fascist Mussolini and stuff like that oh, wow. involved. Uh, there is a war aspect to this movie. Um, uh, Pinocchio, uh, he, the story doesn't unfold or end like you'd like it to, but essentially it's a movie about death. Whoa. And it's very poignant. And I found myself, um, being emotionally kind of invested in it. And, uh, I don't think it's a great movie, but I definitely think that it's got merit uh, in, in some areas. And uh, I'm glad I watched it. I don't know if I, I might watch it again. Um, Cause it was, it's, it's weird. Like movie magic. You don't see it that often. And when you do, you're like, wow, there's del Toro still knows how to fucking bring magic to stuff. Even if it's like not hitting it out of the park, it's still got magic. So uh, this is on was, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. You might not like it. I, I and if you don't like it, I completely understand. But um Who's in this? You got Ewan McGregor as Cricket. Yeah. Uh David Bradley, Gregory Mann as Pinocchio, Ron Perlman, John Turturro, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, Tim Blake Nelson, Christoph Waltz, Tilda Swinton, Tom yeah. Kenny. It was a pretty good cast. Like, um, it's weird because a lot of the characters have British accents, but they're supposed to be in Italy and being Italian, and yeah. then the common folk have Italian accents. So it's like all over the place. It's like not consistent. It's weird, but like um, the performances are great. Uh, it's just very straight. Yeah. I can't really explain it other than you got to see it for yourself. If, if you, if you're curious, uh, I might have to check this out. Uh, other than that, Chippendales on Hulu is still pretty good. Uh, Mythic quest on Apple TV plus is fantastic. This new season. Uh, so those are my my weekly things. Is it as good as like uh, Silicon Valley? Yeah, uh, it's good in a different way. They put out an amazing episode this past week, but I do love all the characters, and uh, you know I'm invested. They got F. Murray Abraham in the first two seasons, who's fantastic. Uh, it's it's different. It's different, but it is good. Rob okay. McElhenney, and I'm still making my way through Welcome to Wrexham, so I'm watching Rob on two shows, uh, which that's also fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I might check that out too. Yeah, it's good. Uh, anything else, fellas? Is there, are there any movies you guys need to watch in preparation? Well, I'm just going to watch, uh, Air Force One and Long Kiss Goodnight because I want to watch it. <laughs> for, for what it's worth for the listeners, Long Kiss Goodnight is not it's in the not tournament. It's not in the tournament, right? Ruggs no, but is I'm making bought- a, a play to get this in for, uh, <laughs> if I watch it and I think it's worthy of it, I'm going to try and push it in because. <laughs> The problem is we made this list and I hadn't watched that movie in a while. So I don't know if it's worth it or not. And uh, I don't remember it. Yeah. Being that. And, and we also made this list and we came to a consensus a while ago. So it's going to be tough. Tough to push this. I, one I still got to watch Navy Seals. I think I have one Van Damme movie. I might rewatch. Fuck the Die Hard and the Bad Boys. Ooh. No, I still got a bunch. Shit. I have to get on this. Well, don't say shit. These are all fun to watch. No, they are fun to watch. It's just like I can. I, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. I, there's still time for me to squeeze a couple time. more yeah. in. Yeah. 
But and there's some movies that like I don't need to watch because I know them so well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just rewatching the ones that I kind of don't remember. Uh, right. So oh, can't wait. That'll be next week, listener. Next week. And we will. We did have. Uh, there is a in our Facebook group. There's a thread that if you can guess what the final four are, you win a no prize. But if you are a member of our Patreon, you will win a T-shirt. I believe is what uh, the deal was. Yeah. If anybody gets close for the top four, final four frame. Uh, and we'll sort all that out next week. That's it for this week. Rugs, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter. You know, where I'll just be uh, waiting to see what uh, what happens because every fucking day there's something new. What is your Twitter? What's your Twitter? At Really Rug Boy. That part's Sorry. important. At Really Rug Boy. Follow us. Link in the show notes. Share the show, listener. That's the most important thing you could do to help us out. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We will peep you next time. I want to get a brown check mark. <laughs> I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate on Bill. In the tournament, played. Yeah. Okay.